From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. This is Harry Hurley. Did you know... New Jersey's proposed energy master plan is going to cost $1.4 trillion of your money. That's nearly $150,000 per person to electrify all of your home appliances, pay the bill for public EV charges, stop the sale of gas cars and trucks, and put our electric grid on unreliable footings. Join Affordable Energy for New Jersey as we advocate for common sense energy policy and solutions that actually work for South Jersey. Learn more about the state's proposed policies at njaffordableenergy.org. There's a lot of bad news to report this morning, but let's begin today's program with a very good news story. I sent this to a couple of friends of mine. Yesterday, I fell in love with this story. It's a story of no quit in a eight-year-old Florida girl. An eight-year Florida girl, eight-year-old Florida girl, showed up for her team's cheerleading competition. The rest, I don't even know why. I'm not even sure that it's been said why. But the rest of the team did not show up. Her name is Peyton Thorsby. She said, I was scared about everything, and I was very nervous. Eight years old. Here's what she did. She performed everything. She had no teammates. She competed alone, and she won the cheerleading team competition. How cool is that? Let me tell you something. To me, this person is going to be a huge winner in the game of life. I can't even imagine what that must have been like. And her her parents must be so proud. Eight years old. Quote, nobody had come for whatever reasons they had, and it ended up just being her that showed up. So her coach said, looks like we might have to forfeit. But she didn't want to do that. So she went out there and she competed. She wanted to make, quote, my family proud and all my friends proud for myself, Peyton said. She ended up with the first place trophy beating the other teams. I love it. That is, at an early age, that is character. That is awesome. Now, unfortunately, that's the very good news. Now let's get to some of the bad news. Check this one out. Once again, when I tell you we are living in bizarro world, please believe me. I don't lie to you. I work very hard to be the truth in broadcasting. So check this one out. 
A girls team that was made to compete in the boys league. You got to follow this because it's crazier than anything that I've heard in a long time. They forced these girls into the boys recreational youth league. They didn't want to be in the boys league. They've played in the competitive girls league for the past three years. But they were made to play in the boys' league because they were told if they didn't play in the boys' league, they were not going to be able to continue to use the gym. So they had to join the city's recreational league and play with the boys. So guess what the girls did? And I'm telling you, I love this. The girls beat the boys. They beat them. But get ready. They won the league title. But the trophy was given to the boys team. How how do we even keep up with this level of craziness that's going on in our country? Boys that can say their girls can compete with the girls and they are allowed to win and they do win the girls title. Here are girls competing with the boys. They win the title, but they can't. They don't get the title. They're not the champions of the league. The boys' team who they beat were declared the league champions. And I know your head is spinning, and you might not even understand what I just said. What did he he say? The girls won, but they didn't win. The boys lost, but they won. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The girls beat the boys. Now, remember, it's not like the girls were interlopers or anything. They didn't want to be in this league. They were ordered to be in the league or they wouldn't be able to use the gym for their girls' team. So the girls beat the boys and the boys get to win the title. Do you understand what these crazy, commie, socialist, Marxist liberals are getting away with at every turn? They don't want you to know which end is up. You're not even allowed to know, okay, so if we play today and we win, we don't win. So the boys, the boys, what if they forfeited the game? I guess they still would be the league champions because the girls can't be the champs because some fools decided so. So one of the um, parents whose daughter was on the winning team said that, quote, playing the boys was a challenge they rose to meet. It made them better players and a better team. However, and this was posted on Facebook, this is where I saw it. The girls were told that they could not have the trophy. Quote, excuse me? What? What did they do to get disqualified? Did they not pay their dues? Did then that play up to a level in competition? Oh, it's because they're girls. So sure enough, these fifth grade girls played their hearts out, left it all on the floor, and battled their male counterparts, uh, counterparts only to be told, no, I'm sorry, you don't count. How about that? Now, of course, you can imagine there was a tremendous outcry about this so later quote the city of hoover and the hoover rec center have reached out 
to make things right for the girls. Thank you for all your support. And hopefully this will be a step in the right direction for more better access to facilities and opportunities for our female athletes. Hoover City Administrator Alan Rice gave a statement saying, quote, on Wednesday, March 1st, 2023, the city of Hoover and the Hoover Parks and Recreation Board became aware of concerns about a recent youth basketball tournament. We are currently working to provide proper recognition to all the teams that were successful in the tournament. This is crazy. Also, we are reviewing the full extent of what occurred to ensure all future programs are handled properly. So understand, blah, 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 all that crap at the end. Girls beat the boys, but were denied the championship trophy. Get it? Because this is the crazy-ass country that we live in now. Incidentally, this happened in Alabama. You know, you'd, you'd think about this kind of goofiness happening in, happening in Los Angeles or San Francisco or Seattle or Chicago or pick your crazy liberal town, which, by the way, everyone you pick that's like that, also probably one of the most violent cities in America. But if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure I'm right about this, because I don't have any notes on this in front of me this happened in alabama (laughs) that's just crazy so the girls win only no they don't isn't that terrific isn't that a terrific lesson yes girls you must play in this recreation league or you can't use the gym for your team and then you go and you beat the boys i'll tell you i would have loved to have been at that game I would have loved to have seen that. I'm a big fan of uh, girls basketball. Big fan. And and don't get me started. I mean, because you could get me started. The girls execute better. The game is not at the rim except in rare occasions. But they execute better. It's just great basketball. They pass. Seem to be much more unselfish than the boys. It's just when I was... um, a very young staff writer for the Press of Atlantic City. I was still a teenager. And I covered the girls' basketball because they had never been covered properly before. The boys were always covered much, much more. Now, I will admit, as a basketball official, if it was a great caliber of girls' basketball, I loved doing the game. I was primarily a boys' official. Boys official or the best girls basketball is very fortunate. But I will tell you, the best girls basketball is terrific. I mean, you look at teams like Gino Oriema and uh, Connecticut women's basketball team, teams like that, Old Dominion back in the day, phenomenal, really phenomenal stuff. So I guess the girls are going to get their championship trophies, but I have this sneaky suspicion that they're not going to take back the ones from the boys. So these boys, think about this. I don't even know. They might wind up being all messed up in life. I will, you know, think about this. You go through life, oh, my God, we lost to the girls' team, and they gave us the championship anyhow. They're going to be messed up in their head. Honestly, what I would do, you got to, you got to, if you're going to have tough love, 
you got to take the trophies away. They're not going to because I know the I know the world we live in now. But you got to take those trophies away and say it was a mistake. The girls won. This is America. When you win, you win. And if you don't win, you don't win. And they wanted these liberal nutbags in some lying theme of equity, uh, equality, inclusion, all this crazy stuff. If you just make everything fair, then you're just fine. You don't have to check fake boxes. Equity, check. Equality, check. Girls can't win, check. If boys lose, they win, check. This is nuts, but it's happening. And other examples just as outrageous. We'll be back. How's that for a crazy story? You think I'm making it up, but I'm not. It happened. Fox News commentary. The second dude says he's leading the crusade against toxic masculinity because feminizing men is the new mantle of the left. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Recent interview, Kamala Harris's husband and second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, said he's on a quest to end toxic masculinity. In the interview, he describes this toxic masculinity as men thinking they should be tough and macho. Well, Doug, newsflash for you, men being manly is not toxic, it's nature. Never mind the fact this is a really low-level cause for the second gentleman to make his primary mission, but furthermore, this liberal quest to make men less manly needs to end. There is nothing wrong with men being masculine and women being feminine. Men don't have to be wimpified to make women stronger. I'll also note, I don't think many men will be taking advice from the political party that can't define what a woman is, let alone recognize the need for masculinity. This is a war on men, and it's a battle we can't afford to lose. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless and Out for Gold. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. The hour's already flying by, 24 minutes past the hour. I hope you had a great weekend. I was asked this morning, how was my weekend? I said it was great, but it went too fast. Had a really good weekend. Uh, but it does go too fast. It just is amazing how quick it goes. But all of it goes fast. We'll take phone calls in the next hour at 609-407-1450. Remember I said we're going to open on good news, and then there was a lot of bad news this weekend, like a female Border Patrol agent violently assaulted by an illegal immigrant. Then you had some other illegal immigrants shooting down a bald eagle, and I, I, what I learned was they were going to eat it. I don't know if they did. Uh, just some sick stuff going on out there. And I, I give this Border Patrol agent a lot of credit. They're, they're undermanned. That's probably a word you can't say anymore. I'm telling you, don't let them do it to you. Speak boldly. Speak with confidence. Don't, don't get caught up. If you say undermanned, you got to say underpersoned and have 15 different pronouns. I mean, just 
Speak with confidence. Speak like you have always spoken. Don't let them invent something that makes you like you are a bad person or you're intolerant. I'm going to tell you for a split second there, as I use the term outmanned, Joe Biden was um, reading uh, in his head. He was he was reciting uh, one of our founding documents, and he said, "All men and women are created equal." Now, of course, he didn't. He didn't. If you're going to, he should have went through a hundred or five hundred different different subsets. But they can't let stand that you can use a word. That can be transferable for all. But they can't because they're trying to completely destroy our country. I don't know what's in it for them that they want to do this, but it's what they want. So you can't say outgunned because then that's that's politically incorrect. If you say outmanned, then I guess you're a misogynist. So they want you crazy. They want to drive you barking mad, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, crazy. Don't let them do it. So these Border Patrol agents are big time outmanned. It's awful what's going on. And they have not identified this agent. She was taking a male illegal immigrant into custody. This was on Saturday when he attacked her injuring her face and arms to her credit. She was able to struggle with this criminal scumbag. What did this, uh, did this attacker get sent into somewhere in America? Where's this attacker right now? You can't, you can't believe anything anymore. They could go from attacking a female border patrol agent at, uh, whatever time this was four o'clock in the morning Uh, to 7 o'clock in the morning being in some city somewhere around the country. But this female agent was able to struggle with the scumbag criminal until backup arrived and the illegal immigrant man was subdued. Quote, on March 4, 2023, at approximately 4 a.m., a U.S. Border Patrol agent assigned to the Tucson sector took a subject into custody near Fowdy Road and State Route 92 after investigating the subject's illegal entry into the United States. While being placed in a service vehicle, the subject assaulted the agent, injuring the agent's face and hands. Additional agents responded and took the suspect into custody, the CBP said in a statement, quote, the assaulted agent was transported for medical treatment. The Federal Federal Bureau of Investigation is investigating the assault on a federal officer. The Cochise County Sheriff's Office is also investigating the statement continued. I want to see if there's anything additional that you need to know about this. That's about it. It's enough. But they don't say what happened to the illegal. I'd I'd love to know that that illegal is either been shipped out or incarcerated somewhere. But you can't, I'm telling you, you can't depend on anything anymore. There's no 
normal anymore. Everything is bizarro world. And these crazies that have a lot of power right now, they are ramping this stuff up. They know. Believe me, they know. They see that a lot of Americans have had enough of this stuff. This is why they're really pedal to the metal to get as much of it indoctrinated, rooted as they possibly can. Because then you just have to accept, oh, my God, this is crazy. But all right, if I don't do it, I'm going to get fired or, you know, I'm not going to get the job or I'm going to be called a bad person. I mean, they want to make the good people the bad people. And for some reason, the bad people, the good people. I don't know why. I, I don't. No one will answer me the question. Maybe it's ever elusive, but there's got to be an answer for why they want to burn our country to the ground and then recast it as something we were never intended to be. None of this, none of this crazy sexualizing of students, of little tiny children, it's, it should be, I'll tell you, I swear, there's only rare occasions where I wish I was like a governor or somebody, I, I would charge these people that are doing this stuff. If you're, if you're signing out books that have little kids sucking on, and I can't tell you what, and this is true, what I'm telling you. It's disgusting. Anybody that checked out that book, you go to jail for child pornography. Anybody who approved that book being in library, you go to jail for child pornography. Why is this not happening? This child that I saw late last week, amazed me with their father they uh checked out this book about little kids blank blank blankety blank each other sexual stuff and the librarian said the child said something like this is pretty graphic or something like that eight-year-old i think no 11-year-old 11-year-old the little girl eight was in the previous story 11-year-old child. And the, the librarian said, oh, we got ones that even have more than that. Offering up like three or more. Hey, you want four more? You should go to jail. How does any adult think that that's okay to share this sexual act pornography with fifth and sixth graders and even before that? Who said this is acceptable? And let's do something about these people. It's happening. I'm telling you, it is happening. And too many people, too passive about it. Oh, no, no, no. It's just, it's just some kind of exception. No, it's not. This is spreading like a disease. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley at 33 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A tragic gunshot death in Summers Point. We broke the news, sadly, and we've updated it as well. Check it out. Arnold Schwarzenegger coming to Stockton University. We have that story. The best 20 chicken wings in Atlantic County. And I can squeeze in a fourth. Favorite steaks in Atlantic and Cape May County. Check it all out on the app. Hurley in the morning, back in just a moment. 
From the Towns New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. I have no hesitation in calling today another nice day, but tonight could get a bit inclement, maybe even a bit wintry. Sunshine this morning, then high clouds build this afternoon, mild high temperature of 56. Watch for a brief period of wintry mix and rain overnight tonight. Little to no accumulation, but there could be some slick spots. Low 36. Tomorrow, clouds to sun, breezy and cooler, high 47. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. It's Jesse Kelly here. I for gold. Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. This Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. 39 minutes past the hour. How about this one? Same state, Ohio. Same railroad company, Norfolk Southern. Another train derailment, and this time the folks got told if you're within a 1,000 feet or whatever it was of this particular train crash uh, derailment, to be, to be precise, just incredible. Uh, and they're saying, but I don't believe, I'm telling you, I don't believe anything, anything this government tells us anymore, you should believe the exact opposite is true. And I told you from the beginning, tell everybody you know in Ohio, that's anywhere near there, because that that stuff got all the way to the Ohio River, and who knows where else? It, it it Margie's very good at weather and all these different things that I'm not. And she told me it's not just the Ohio River; it's where it goes to after that. So, I I said to tell everybody in Ohio that you know, don't drink the water, be very very careful. Uh, before you go back into the home, uh, make sure that it is truly and it, it, look, it's a forty thousand uh, dollar situation to get proper abatement, and then it gets get just gets re. I'll just call it infected. It's not the right way to say it, but it just gets reinfected again. Anyhow, people that clean their homes, they come back, and then the black stuff's all over the walls again. I mean, it's in the air. It's it's uh, it's it should be a crime. Remember, Christy Whitman, then EPA commissioner or administrator, it's called, said that the air at ground zero on September 11th, September 12th, thereafter of 2001 was safe. And there are still people today that have died horrific, smothering, suffocating lives with COPD, mesothelioma, cancers, all kinds of things. How come we can never go after these people? I never saw her down there one time. President Bush was there. I never saw Whitman there. Maybe she was. Never heard of her being there. uh, But I heard her say the air is safe. And they're telling you the air is safe and the water is safe to drink. Hey, look at us. And I watched them drink. They didn't drink nothing. They let it touch their lips. It's like Barack Obama when he went to um, Flint, Michigan. One of the If that would have been any Republican president, go look at the video I just did over the weekend. He acted like he took a sip of this Flint, Michigan water. Give me some of that water. And all he did was basically purse his lips and tip the cup and put the cup down. He drank nothing. Better tell all your loved ones, your friends, your family, don't drink any of that water. 
No way. No how. They lie about everything. It's what they do. Newt Gingrich, um, in a fabulous column, you should acquaint yourself with this column. It's a foxnews.com column by Newt Gingrich, the former speaker, titled, This is the Biggest Scandal in American History. Now, I'm shifting gears now to COVID-19. We are living through, this is Mr. Newt, we are living through the largest, deadliest scandal in American history, but the elite media, I'm going to call them the corporate Democrat media, refuses to connect the dots and analyze it. COVID-19, a disease no one disputes came from Wuhan, China. Keep in mind, that's not in dispute. Has killed more than 1.1 million Americans and more than 6.8 million people worldwide. I thought it was more than that. It has left millions of others with chronic health problems. And I know people, and so do you, that are with long COVID and their vitality is gone and never, never to be the same. Because of the teachers' unions and totally misguided, destructive public health policies, children who were virtually under no risk from COVID-19 have lost at least a year of education. I, I, I beg to differ, Mr. Newt. It's over two years. Many children are suffering from depression and other mental health challenges from the forced isolation and lack of social contact. Now it is becoming more clear that much of this pain was avoidable and the result of powerful government employees protecting themselves. In, quote, 2020, if you thought it was possible, COVID-19 came from a lab in China, you were labeled a conspiracy theorist, a peddler of misinformation, bonkers, and a racist. Facebook and other social media removed the lab leak claim from their apps or slapped misinformation labels on it. Facebook did so in lockstep with the government. So, quote, according to the standards set in 2020, the Department of Energy just came out as a racist purveyor of misinformation this week. See, that's what I said. I said it before Mr. Newt. I said, are they racist now? Are they science deniers? Because the Department of Energy says that COVID-19 most likely leaked. And there seems to be agreement, even though I know we have listeners that don't agree with this because I've talked to you. I am I'm on board with the it leaked by accident, but then you have to go to the next step and say what China did after the leak. And that's when they made sure that the entire world was infected. And they didn't have to do much. They just had to be dishonest. And then, of course, the WHO was completely dishonest. I don't understand why we pay so much to them. And Joe Biden went to paying went back to paying them the four or five hundred million a year again that President Trump had stopped. Why are we doing that? The WHO, in my estimation, the equivalent of they killed Americans. Because they didn't shut down. They made President Trump a racist, horrible human being when he stopped the flights from China. 
That was the absolute right thing to do, only it should have even happened sooner. But remember, when he did it, the Democrats trashed him, including Biden, for doing that. More on this after the break. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for waking up early in the morning, 51 minutes past the hour. So I want to remind you that remember when the entire Democrat media called it the China virus, the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus, and then all of a sudden they decided, no, we're not doing that anymore. They got with Fauci. They got with everyone. They decided to exonerate China. So when President Trump called it the Chinese virus, he was unbelievably attacked by the same people who were calling it the Chinese virus five minutes ago. Back to this uh, Mr. Newt article, quote, the energy. uh, Let me go back. The Wall Street Journal reported on Sunday Yesterday, according to a classified intelligence report provided to the White House and the Congress, that the Department of Energy concluded that the COVID-19 pandemic likely came from a lab leak in Wuhan, China. Quote, the Energy Department's conclusion is the result of new intelligence and is significant because the agency has considerable scientific expertise and oversees a network of national U.S. national laboratories some of which conduct advanced biological research, the Wall Street Journal report said, end quote. Now, I also comment on this now, Mr. Newt does. President Donald Trump called it the Chinese virus and was intensely attacked. Somehow the word Chinese was deemed racist. No one disputes that the virus originated in China, but calling it COVID-19 rather than the Chinese virus was more polite. After all, it's important to indicate an appropriate sensitivity to the totalitarian dictatorship that is trying to defeat the United States and become the world's leading power. We now know this censorship and speech silencing was part of a systematic effort of senior scientists to mislead the American people. When COVID-19 first became a threat in early 2020, Dr. Anthony Fauci already knew that the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases had funded research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology via EcoHealth Alliance. He knew that the WIV was a sub-guarantee of EcoHealth Alliance and that EcoHealth Alliance was not in compliance with its grant reporting. Specifically, the organization was out of compliance for a project that NIAID knew could potentially make novel bat-borne coronaviruses much more dangerous. Fauci knew all of this. According to Kentucky Representative James Comer, who was chairman of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability on February 1, 2020, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, and at least 11 other scientists convened a conference call to discuss COVID-19. On the conference call, doctors Fauci and Collins were first warned that COVID-19 may have leaked 
from the, and WIV is the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and may have been intentionally genetically manipulated. See, now understand, Fauci has always said there's never been any evidence. He still says it. I mean, this is crazy, this guy. I think he's afraid he's going to jail. He's got to stick with the lie. He still says that there's never been any credible thought that this was anything other than naturally created. He still says that. The scientists decided to remain silent to avoid controversy, which would have ultimately fallen back on themselves. So the same experts who are paid by the American people and given tens of billions of dollars to invest in research decided they would deliberately mislead the American people. This perfectly captures the arrogance of the aristo bureaucrats who believe they are intellectually and morally superior to the people to whom they are supposed to be accountable. They believe they have the right and duty to censor what we think and say and defeat us falsehoods in the name of some higher duty. The scandal of many of our best professional researchers lying to the American people is compounded by the absolute failure of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, why there has not been a scathing and thorough investigation and set of hearings on the absolute inability of the bureaucrats in Atlanta to do their jobs and the general failure of the public health system across the country is a mystery to me. This lack of introspection or investigation should itself be a scandal. Driven by the economic impact of the Chinese virus, the American government spent trillions of dollars propping up the economy, sparking inflation, massively increasing the national debt, and permitting hundreds of billions in theft and corruption. Finally, there has been no serious effort to hold the Chinese communist dictatorship accountable for the damage it has done around the world. There is ample precedent for holding governments responsible for the damage that they have done to others. The Lockerbie bombing, the Iranian hostage crisis, 9-11 and other cases. This is what we've been telling you. The Chinese communists have continuously focused on stopping us from understanding the origins of the pandemic. As Dave Boyer reported in the Washington Times, FBI Director Christopher A. Ray confirmed his agency believes the COVID-19 pandemic likely started from a lab leak in Wuhan, China. He told Fox News on Tuesday that, quote, the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Here you are talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government-controlled lab. As Boyer reported, quote, Mr. Ray also slammed Beijing for stonewalling international efforts to find out what happened. I will just make the observation that the Chinese government, it seems to me, has been doing its best to try to thwart and obfuscate the work here. The work that we're doing, the work that our United States government and close foreign partners are doing, and that's unfortunate for everybody How about that? How about that? Anthony Fauci accused the GOP of, quote, character assassination masquerading as oversight. Clearly, there ought to be a mechanism for making the Chinese communist dictatorship.
pay for COVID-19 victims for the disaster it caused. One step might be a COVID-19 tariff on all Chinese imports, the proceeds of which would go to a COVID-19 compensation fund that every American family affected by the pandemic could apply to. The scandal is so large and covers so many areas that will be a major factor in politics and government for the next decade. It will go down in history as a turning point in our lives and the life of our country. We just need to decide what direction we turn toward clarity and accountability or toward lies and chaos. Thank you, Mr. Newt. 609-407-1450, open phone line. Also, Fauci ordered a report that he rigged that it would conclude that it was a natural origin and not the lab leak. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. The walls are... From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Wide open forum all this hour long. It's six minutes past the hour. This is Harry Hurley. Did you know New Jersey's proposed energy master plan is going to cost $1.4 trillion of your money? That's nearly $150,000 per person to electrify all of your home appliances, pay the bill for public EV charges, stop the sale of gas cars and trucks, and put our electric grid on unreliable footings. Join Affordable Energy for New Jersey as we advocate for common sense energy policy and solutions that actually work for South Jersey. Learn more about the state's proposed policies at njaffordableenergy.org. 609-407-1450, open forum all this hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Mr. Harry. Mike from Ocean County. How are you? Very well, Mike. Hi there. Yeah. Um, the typical strategies going on, they got us talking about what they already pulled off. And in the meantime, they're working on the next things. And I was wondering, especially with Mr. Kirk coming on tomorrow, maybe you could talk about the ramifications of CBDCs and the crashing dollar and what the digital currencies are going to mean. And then the next thing I think they're working on is this, uh, pandemic treaty with the un i know i brought it up with you once before yeah. but we got to be careful with that because they're looking at giving up our sovereignty and saying that the un has rights if they declare an emergency just like our president does oh yeah well the emergency that that we we've been saying that mike for a long time that's the new game you make everything an emergency and then you can take away the rights of the people and have power that you would never have it's it's they're um they're destroying our country. I don't know why they want to do this. No, no one will answer me that. I know what they're doing. I just don't know why they're doing it because they're also doing it to themselves. I guess they feel that they make their millions. They're, they're protected, I guess, insulated from all the crazy policies that, that they want everyone else to live by. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's, that's what they do. Uh, I remember early in the pandemic I said, wow. They're never going to want to leave uh, the emergency. This is 
this is intoxicating. You know, the expression uh, absolute power corrupts and that absolute power is kind of cool. I mean, they don't want to let go of it. Well, with the WHO pandemic treaty, it's a little different because if they create that emergency, it'll ease for them to bring in external troops to manage our population versus when it's a presidential emergency. And there's a big difference. And there's 10 countries. Look, you just hit on something that I absolutely believe is true. When Democrats have power, they will always make the presidential election year one that they can affect the way that we vote in some way. If it's not, if they can't get away with making everybody vote from home because it's, hey, what are you doing that for? We, we want to vote at the polls. They can't do certain things. But I'm absolutely convinced when all 435 House seats are up, the presidency is up, and usually a little more than one third or a third of the United States Senate is up, they're always going to try to manipulate how we vote on those years in particular, although they don't let any election year go by without their meddling and and influence and and, uh, mischief, but especially those ones. Thank you, Mr. Harry. Thank you, Mr. Mike. Have a great day. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry Hurley. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, you know how oftentimes you say don't try this at home? Yes. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to try this at home for a moment. Uh, From this point forward, I'm going to want to refer to this as the Fauci Chinese virus and never anything else. It is the Fauci Chinese virus, and it should be called the Fauci Chinese virus from this point forward. George, I have to say, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, it's a, maybe it's a little bit over the top because, well, I, maybe not though. He did approve the use. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't have a problem, George, I'm going to tell you, I was going to qualify that from my vantage point, but he paid for the gain of function use lies that he didn't, uh, were at least part of it at that level. Uh, he lied, it seems. We'll see what it, how it all shakes out. But he wanted this to be that it wasn't China. I, I don't know what was in it for him uh, to defend China the way that they did and what who did and all these other um, outfits involved in all this. Redfield, I think is his name, he said very early on that he, he thinks it's uh, uh, from the, the lab. And anybody serious that has actually studied the virus says it doesn't have any of the makings of something that would have been natural in origin. So here's the thing I don't like, though. One of the last things I said on Friday, George, was there's enough of them where they can say there's no consensus. Uh, we And then Fauci said it over the weekend. He said, we may never know how this virus started. Now, he was, he was so confident that it was uh, natural, but now he's changing his tune to we may never know because they don't want it to be. It doesn't fit their agenda, George, for this to have come from that Wuhan Institute of Virology. So they're going to try to get away with that. Some of the government, FBI, Department of Energy, they think it's um, out of the lab. But we have other people, serious people, that think that it um, 
that it happened naturally. Now, of course, China is not cooperating at all. So that's suspicious enough right there that, you know, it's them. Uh, they're going to I'm serious. They're going to probably get away with leaving this like an undecided, disputed split decision. OK, well, then I look at it to the next level. Uh, this Fauci Chinese virus. OK, you know how in a court of law you've got either the preponderance of evidence, or the, provo- the preponderance of guilt or guilt beyond the reasonable doubt? Yeah. OK, well, guess what? There's more than enough of a preponderance of evidence that it is the Fauci Chinese virus. And so, therefore, I don't have any problem. Nobody should have any problem from this point forward based upon the preponderance of evidence that it is. And I would say it slowly each time I say it so that everybody carefully hears it, whether it's if I were Harry Hurley and I'm not, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but if I were fortunate enough to have worked as hard as you have in the work that you have done and have the national audience, I would make it, meaning when you get to the national hookups, which you oftentimes have well earned and do, I would and make sure that I said it so clearly that people would clearly understand that I feel that it is the Fauci Chinese virus. Right. I think, though, before we would get to the point, you've done it. You know, you're an American. You're allowed to have an opinion. Uh, but we we would probably have to do a little more work before actually making Fauci famous with the name of the virus because, I mean, not not just that he could take action against somebody that would accuse him of something uh, this much I am comfortable saying, though, is I don't think that Fauci has been helpful uh, in terms of finding out who or what is responsible for this virus. Because remember, he shut down from the beginning. He did a report. Now, this is somebody that on the inside, he, he commissioned a report and a person on the inside is saying that Fauci wanted that report to say that it was not out of the Chinese weapons lab, that it was... Uh, a natural origin so that was so he could use that report to then act like when he was be up at that podium look there's a a report i don't know who it's who it is of course he knew it was he commissioned it he said i don't know who it is but you know it says that the COVID 19 is a is of natural origin from the beginning after the media initially started saying the china virus the wuhan virus it was all settled in the beginning, because that's where it originated from. Uh, I've, I'm on record saying I think it leaked out by accident. But what were they doing that kind of gain-of-function research anyhow? Why would they do that? Why would you take a, a coronavirus and make it weaponized like that? So the thing we should be asking also, George, is why doesn't this government want to get to the bottom Biden won't answer any questions. The media has tried a couple of times. He just walks away, shuffles off. Why don't they want to know, George? Well, because it's like everything else. It all comes down to control. Okay. But I also think it's because Biden is compromised by China. Somebody said it over the weekend. I've been saying it for years. They had the goods on him. There are countries that have a dossier on Biden and the Biden family, where they can absolutely destroy them. I believe China can. 
Russia can, Ukraine can, and others. So I think it's that too, George. And I no longer hear you. I've got to go to the break anyhow. More calls right after this. George's line is freed up. He was on line two. 609-407-1450. I'm Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station all because of you. 609-407-1450. One phone line open right now. We'll come right back to your calls in just a few minutes. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Biden is now making moves to make America even more dependent on China. You can't make this up. This was reported by the Daily Caller. The Biden administration is now considering easing restrictions on American investments in China via an executive order by requiring notifications to the federal government as opposed to blocking the investments. Why would we do this? Why would he give, after he depleted our strategic petroleum reserves, why would Joe Biden give and sell the communist Chinese oil when they are now our number one geopolitical threat and foe? Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Listen. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver rush of our generation? That's why I want you to call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Healthy Life. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's number one talk station. That's right. Because of you, 23 minutes past the hour. Welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. You are on the air. Hi there. Thanks for calling in. Uh, no malice. Uh, we have the right connection with Harry Hurley. We've had scandal and Harry Hurley. <laughs> You're going to have a busy year, Harry, and we all got to be in there. You got to defunct this country, this place. It is just uh, ridiculous. Uh, but I do want to say uh, one of the reasons why we're having so many problems now, we ignore history. I haven't heard uh, anyone mention about one of the greatest uh, movements that was started in this country, right there in South Alabama, right there. And now we'll forget history. And if all Americans would do that, uh, then we wouldn't have to struggle. I'm talking about World War One, World War Two. I'm talking about the whole 24-7 cardio, cardio rhythm. That is keeping stuff in sync 24 hours. And as a hard patient, trust me, I understand and know that. And I want to say... To everyone, we're in a mess now. I don't know how we're going to get out of it. I understand the elections. 
and, uh, you know, changing party. But here's the thing. Bears out the woods, all kinds of fooling, uh, messing up her infrastructure and playing around. And we've got to talk plain. I heard you mention that today, you know, mincing words, all of this foolishness. And everybody in this country basically know who they are. There are some people who are totally demented, violent, just terrible. Even they know who they are. So what has happened is two-thirds of the academia has been coward. You mentioned it. Figures come from you, we trust you. And until we change that, uh, we'll have people, even the hula got more spirit and more fight, even if fighting the wrong fight, fighting the people on the border. But, again, uh, i keep this short because I'm kind of teed off. And sometimes things that have happened in the country, whether good or bad, it's hard to fix it. It's just hard to fix it. And we don't have much time now. We got to get it together. Because if not, what's going to happen? We have a problem. What are the police going to do? The citizens are fighting. Yeah, and joining in with the criminals and the thugs. You wait till these sleepers, these fools that come across the border, wait till they swing into action. I don't know who's going to save us, uh, but we trust have Earl. Have plenty cans of whoop ass. Open up liberty. Liberty. Don't be conservative. Be liberal. No malice. <laughs> Thank you, Willie. Be liberal. Don't be conservative. Oh, I love it. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. You will be on right after the break. If you can hang in there just a moment, you are up. Welcome to the program. Welcome to Early in the Morning. That's funny that he just called in because I was watching the news, and at 5.03, they showed the crossing of the bridge there in Selma, and there was Joe Biden and uh, that that creepy-looking little guy now. But I wonder, when that really happened, how many of the black people were being beaten by Democrats, you know, the Democratic Party, the the, the party of the KKK? I just thought of that because it... It just chimed in. Well, you know, hey, look, back then, 57 years ago, whatever we're talking, I think that's about right. We're talking about people like Joe Biden, whose uh, idol was a grand Kleagle of the KKK, Robert Byrd. That was his mentor. That that's uh, that's the guy that he cites, you know, as his guy. Uh, And and he was a horrible, horrible man uh, towards African-Americans in particular. Words that he said. And I'll say it again. That's remember? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, listen, I, I was listening to Donald Trump about reparations from the Chinese, and I think he put it quite simply. Um, all the land, the farmland, the factories that China has purchased, it's no sale, and we keep the money and the land and, and all those purchases and, and all the money that we owe them. We owe them nothing now. That's, that's what he proposes. That sounds pretty good. And that's what I've been um, proposing. I was wondering. I was, so that makes two of us. Yes. Actually, three of us now. Yes. Um, I was listening to, you were talking about girls basketball. I don't know if you know that um, Mrs. Griner now, she's playing basketball all yes. again for 161000 a year. Not bad versus a Russian work camp. No. Um, and last, I didn't get to see that story about the shooting in Summer's Point. We actually were down the street where it happened from, but... Um, yeah, I think it's a domestic thing. But um, anyway, I think Donald Trump has the right idea. That way uh, we don't have to go after anything. We just keep it. Yep. Thank you, Harry. Thank you. And that is my doctrine. I'm going to take credit before President Trump ever said it. 
Uh, I've been saying it. I think I was the first person to have a serious uh, discussion about that, to, uh, to, to actually put out there that all of the land that they own in America – I mean, we have to – first of all, you have, to, you have to put a price tag somehow to more than 1.1 million Americans that died because of it, families that have been wrecked by COVID-19, lost maybe the major breadwinner, uh, lost their fathers, their mothers, brothers, sisters, you name it, grandparents, whatever the case might be. A sign of value to it, put on top of that punitive damages. And I would think that anything we owe China, it's very simple. Don't, don't even make it complicated. Any land they own, they don't own. We take it. We evict them. Uh, any money we owe them, and we owe them quite a bit, is paid in full. The, the score is settled. The ledger has now a zero balance. We're not going to do that, though, because we have somebody that I believe is completely, utterly compromised. Your calls continue right after this. Don't go away. It's early in the morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Exactly 30 minutes past the hour. Welcome to the early in the morning program. Three stories that you can follow right now on the app. A tragic gunshot death in Summers Point. We broke the story. We've supplemented the story with an addendum. Check it out. The best 20 chicken wings in all of Atlantic County. That was Mission Impossible, but it's, pre- it's a pretty good article. And your favorite steaks in Atlantic and Cape May County. We gave you four items. Oh, when I add Arnold Schwarzenegger coming to Stockton University, that makes four. Also, I have a movie update for you coming up. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Temperatures this morning mainly in the 30s, and we'll see highs back around 56 this afternoon. Early sunshine gives way to building clouds this afternoon. Daytime hours look dry. Tonight, a different story. Quick burst of wintry mix and rain likely. Little to no accumulation, though. Low 36. Clouds to sun tomorrow, turning breezy and cooler for your Tuesday with a high of 47. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I need to know. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Early in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's Linda. Hi, Linda. And I thought Willie was going to become a Republican. I'll and you have you, the papers he, for him. He's the and best. what did he, he do? He, listen, he's, I know he did. He's asked us to be liberal. But I think he was being, just being liberal on that because sometimes you can use that word. Reagan initially made it a filthy word, but you can use that word once in a while in proper context. But I don't know if you agree, but I think this is the best version of Willie, and this has been going on now for all this year uh, that I've ever seen. He's thoughtful. He, he seems to have really thought out what he wants to say. He's been reasonable. He's been listenable. A lot of times I didn't understand what he was saying in the past. I, I, even if I don't agree, I understand what he's saying now. So uh, I'm going to say Willie 2.0. I have always found Willie to be a gentleman. Yeah, me too. Rarely did he lose it. Correct. But, uh, no, Willie, you sort of disappointed me, but, well, I'll keep hoping. But, Harry, I wanted to say two must-listen-to speeches this past week were, one, President Trump at CPAC and Trevor Loudon. It will change you. 
these two speeches. President Trump was brilliant at CPAC. I did brilliant. watch it. I watched it. Yeah. Oh, you did? The entire speech. Did he excite you? Oh, yeah. You, you, oh. Yeah, I mean, oh, look, he, he actually has a plan for what he's going to do. Like he, uh, he is right now making no mistakes. He's not doing any crazy stuff. He is just saying that this is what we need to do again to make America great again. And I believe more Americans will agree with that than what we've been going through the past two years. Then I was thinking about what Trevor Loudon had said at Liberty and Prosperity. I've listened to Trevor Loudon's speech twice. I am riveted to it. No doubt I'll go back to it a third time. And, and I don't do things like this. I mean, the, the, this speech spoke to my heart and mind tremendously. But he points out this. And, and while not something for President Trump, but no doubt acknowledging that President Trump changed the course of America. Oh, no doubt. And uh, he says that, you know, hey, look. There, there, there are a lot of us. There were 80 million of us who voted for for him, and another 30 mil, another 30 million out there that wish they had. And that's true. If you if you're counting that number, and then we could even add to that, or it is the number you're talking about, that when the American people caught up with the lies, they were being told. In other words, had they understood the magnitude of, they should have. I think they should have anyhow. But they say something. It's a big percentage. Of Biden's vote, that if they had known about the extent of Biden Inc., how this family has earned millions of dollars, or I shouldn't say earned, collected millions of dollars from horrible countries for the most part. Ukraine's not a horrible country, but some of it's from there, but China and Russia and elsewhere, uh, that they would not have voted for Joe Biden. So you add that on top of those numbers. And you had President Trump saying that this, more or less, this is this is the last election. Country, if if if, they, if we don't win, we lose our country. This is it. Yeah. This, this presidential. Oh, election I agree. I up. agree completely. He's right. As serious as a heart attack. Yes. Mm. Without a doubt. So, just wanted to chime and, in. And by the way, that's why the media will push more and more and more to try to take him down. They don't want him back. He is, he is, uh, he is so exciting. And you hear, naturally you would hear much of his accomplishments. And, but they all had a different flavor, a different delivery to them. And, and an urgency, a legitimate urgency. It was, it was brilliant. It was. Well delivered. And the, the speech was well written. And he ad-libbed a lot. And the ad-libs were not a problem. They were good. It was a great, mm -hmm. um, a great appearance. And he got 62% of the vote at the event. I know. <laughs> 62 to 20, but the Democrat media is going to keep telling us Republicans don't want Trump. I know. They're telling us what we don't want. They're hilarious, aren't they? Ter uh, terrific, really. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. See you, Linda. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Wow, wow, wow. Having foreign boots on uh, U.S. soil under the auspices of the U.N., all for the sake of a new world order. Uh, welcome to the bizarro, brave new world of COVID-1984. I was one of those aluminum hat-wearing kooks that always said that the uh, that virus was a synthetic virus invented in the lab in Wuhan. That's what I've always said. I've never said any otherwise. I never said, well, maybe it came out of a wet lab, I, wet market, rather. I never, I never said that. But uh, that being said, um, yeah, 
I had brought up silent weapons for quiet words. And what brought I, that's not just something I just learned recently. That's something I learned ABCs of the conspiratorium. But anyway, hmm. what brought that to my memory <laughs> was the derailing of trains, the derailing of trains, the burning down of uh, food processing plants, fires in uranium labs, uh, uranium enrichment uh, facilities, uh, metal factories catching on fire, oil, re- oil refineries burning up and blowing up. All these things happening all at once, and an abnormal amount of uh, of it happening. It, it, what, 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 silent weapons for quiet wars entails that you've had war declared on you, but you don't know it. Like Imperial Japan, they were swallowing up countries. Uh, the Malay uh, Peninsula, Hong, British-controlled Hong Kong, Burma, the Philippines, and then they started swallowing up Pacific Islands, and then they got really bold and attacked Pearl Harbor. But we saw that. We saw that enemy coming. We saw that snake in the grass. And we attacked it. We attacked. We, we retaliated. But this this here this here enemy is a, is a is a uh, is a hidden enemy. Is a hidden hand. That's what I believe. I don't. Uh, okay. For instance, they like Seymour Hersh had said that yes, uh, U.S. Dave Frogman had planted that C4 explosives on the uh, on his pipelines, the Nord Stream One and Nord Stream Two pipelines, and blew them up. But uh, that wasn't just America. The West was behind that. The, the EU was behind that. Now that's gas coming into a. Uh, Europe, continental Europe, and giving them life-giving uh, heat and f- and stuff to cook their food with, yeah? So that's going on under their auspices. They, they, these people, yes, they, they want a brand-new phoenix to rise out of the ash, but it's not. They're going to turn everything into a freaking hellhole unless we stand up to them. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Flash. It is 44 minutes past the hour. We'll step aside for just a little bit. We're coming back, and I hope to take more of your phone calls at 609 609- Four zero seven fourteen fifty, and for the first time this hour, the, we worked down those phone lines beautifully with your great participation. Phone lines are clear. First one in, first one up. When we come back, I'm going to open up the eight o'clock hour with a record setter and one other. Uh, that's a positive story, and then we'll try to have some balance. Right uh, from the positive story, we'll go to a quite negative story. But you won't be surprised when you hear it, though, and we will tell you why. Uh, this negative is occurring and under the circumstances it's the it's a sad decision but it's the correct decision and again i'll explain coming up in about 20 minutes more of your calls at 609-407-1450 right after this it is the hurley in the morning program on wpg talk radio 95.5 south jersey's number one news talk radio station all because of you thank you for it Mark Levin. But I'm sick and tired of America being treated like it's not the land of opportunity. Oh, woe is me. They're holding me back. Everybody with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's holding you back. Maybe you're just a damn loser. Mark Levin. Weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This could go down as a perfect-paced hour if we continue, and I think we will. I'm confident that we will. Wonderful perfect-paced hour. Then I'm going to share with you a record-setter. I'm not really surprised, but maybe a little surprised. I'll explain why, but not really surprised, just a little. And uh, also, that will be the positive we'll open up with, then a negative story that, uh, unfortunately, if we don't write this country, what I'm going to be sharing with you second in rotation in the beginning of the next hour uh, will be happening 
regularly across our country. And we, we, when I get to it, you'll understand we don't want this to be a trend, what I'm going to be sharing with you. 609-407-1450. I hope you'll join us in open forum. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Harry, it's your octogenarian faithful listener. I know you're punk. I I know you're punking me out, though. This isn't true. You're you're 38, and someday I'm going to meet you. Go ahead. I know you are. I know you're. I know you're octogenarian. Go ahead. (laughs) I I have to go back in time a little from the the segment you did about your very first car. Yes, we had a 1957 Chevy Impala, and at that most pleasure of all the wonderful things we've had in life I'm, I'm telling you but i had to get we had to get rid of it after seven years because we had four little kids and it was a two-door and we couldn't get them all in readily it was too much trouble there you go and we bought a rambler 64 do you remember the rambler i i i remember uh the rambler 64 i've never seen one for in person unless it's at the uh car show that i judge every year with mayor kane i don't think so though but i am aware of the car we had it we oh. had it was a, it was a, it was the uh, station wagon version. Oh, oh my goodness! Before, and we got all the kids in. But you brought back such a nostalgic pleasure in my life by oh. bringing up that segment and making me remember, causing me to remember that part of my life. Did you did just, your Rambler have the wood panel on the side of each of the doors and on across the back? I'm assuming that Rambler had a back either hatch or something like that. Uh, did you have the wood panel version? Yes, I do, but it was all black. Got it. Was it. A black solid. Uh, oh, my I gosh. Didn't, I didn't like that wood version yeah. aspect. So, no. Okay. But thanks again for that wonderful pleasure. Oh, thank you. A nostalgic moment that was good for me. Thank you. Thank you for being so young. Have a good day. <laughs> God bless See you. Ya. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm telling you, I study voices. That is a healthy, vibrant youngster right there. You hear it. Her whole, her cadence, the the strength in her voice, tonal quality. Oh, she sounds fabulous in my headset every time we speak. 609-407-1450. You are on deck. Hang in there. You are up. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Let's try that again. Either you're going to be there this time or the next caller is going to have more time. Either way, we win. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Are you there? It is my deep regret that we cannot bring you on the air because this is uh, not hand puppets of the airwaves. You have to speak on talk radio. It's just, it's sort of a, um, I don't know, a condition of the the uh, the the format. You You have to speak. It doesn't work otherwise. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Oh, it's a great day in Brigantine, Harry. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, I want to go back to the uh, story about the uh, girls' basketball. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. it it sort of dovetails with something else I read over the weekend about... Um, By the way, for those who didn't hear it, real quick, Andy, a girls' basketball team that was ordered to have to play in the boys' league or they weren't going to be allowed to use the gym anymore in their city... Don't ask me what that's all about. Uh, the girls beat the boys in the championship game, but were not awarded the championship trophies. The losing team, the boys, were the league champions, even though the girls who were ordered to be in the league won the championship. 
And you have to admit, Andy, that is the kind of craziness that they want. They want chaos, confusion, and mayhem and madness in our society. Tell me that doesn't. And at the same time, of course, men who who identify as women can compete in weightlifting and swimming and all these other sports, basketball, track, all these other sports where clearly they have a body mass uh, index um, advantage and all these things. So all that has to be as well. So the girls that win, it doesn't count. The men that say they're girls can win and it does count. And that's the America that they're trying to create. And I know I'm speaking the truth, Andy. I know it. No, you are speaking the truth. And I, I was about to mention the, the, the weightlifting, uh, uh, U.S. weightlifting championship. So uh, are, are you, we've talked about this before, I believe, Harry. Are you familiar with the Fabian window? Only through you. I never was until you okay. brought it up. Okay, so for those, because and, and this is one of those things I think people should hear about once in a while, just like everybody should watch the speech by Ronald Reagan a couple of times a year, a year uh, from 1964. But the thing, and by the way, that speech is titled for those who want to look it up. It's really definitive. We've played it on air probably ten times in the past 31 years in its entirety. It's called a time for choosing, and he was. Um, you talk about a visionary. He saw all of this coming. Yeah, if you play that speech uh, and, and colorized it, and if you didn't know Ronald Reagan was dead, you you would swear he gave that speech yesterday. It's, it's that relevant. Yep. But the Fabian window, it's a stained glass window that was created to depict the founders of the Fabian socialist movement. And I know Flash talks about this once in a while, the Fabian Socialist. So in this window, on, on this stained glass window, which now is is housed at the George Bernard Shaw Library, he was a famous Fabian Socialist, okay? At the top of this stained glass window is the inscription, remold it near to the heart's desire. Now, what are we remolding? If you look at the stained glass window, there are two men who are standing over an orb, a, a globe, as it were. And it's orange because there's a fire under it that's heating it up. Well, when you heat something up, you soften it, you make it more malleable. And then these two men are hammering this orb with hammers, sledgehammers, to remold it nearer to the heart's desire. And it really is a metaphor you have to set the world on fire, both figuratively and literally in some cases, as we're seeing in, in Ukraine, whatnot. You have to set the world on fire. You have to create the chaos in order to remold it nearer to the heart's desire. And that's what the socialists are doing right now, both here and around the world. They've teamed up to remold the earth, the world, nearer to the heart's desire. And so they must destroy everything. They must set everything on fire. It's, it's, a, it's a scorched earth, burn down the whole thing, like you say, to rule over the ashes. Ashes, that's what's going on right now. And this stuff with the kids, these, these girls, these girls playing basketball, fifth grade, my God. Where are all of the feminists of the 60s and 70s? 
Because it's true. Can you imagine these girls won the game? They win the championship and they are denied because they're girls. What else could it be, Andy? But they were ordered to be in the boys league and then they won the whole thing and they don't get to win. So we've got to fix all this. We ha- we cannot let them handcuff us to where we can't speak the English language because the AP stylist book keeps taking words out, putting new ones in. Uh, something, something you were allowed to say now is considered, you know, cancelable. We can't let them. We cannot let them win. Andy, I've got to go to the top of the hour break. Good call, as always. Uh, when we come back, hang in there. Don't go away, and I'll come right back to you after the break. I'll hold the two stories that we were going to cover until we take, you know, your call. And if anybody else wants to get in, we we can take a few more calls. Nine o'clock hour. Mayor Charles Kane talk about a woman's champion. We're going to be talking about the state wrestling championships with Mayor Kane. Great story that we're going to be sharing with you then. Coming up, it's halftime. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. It's six minutes past the hour. It's Harry Hurley. Did you know... New Jersey's proposed energy master plan is going to cost $1.4 $1. trillion of your money. That's nearly $150,000 per person to electrify all of your home appliances, pay the bill for public EV charges, stopping the sale of gas cars and trucks, and putting our electrical grid on unreliable footings. Join Affordable Energy for New Jersey as we advocate for common sense energy policy and solutions that actually work for South Jersey. Learn more about the state's proposed policies at njaffordableenergy.org. Wide Open Forum continues on the Hurley in the Morning program. The one who has waited the longest gets to go first, and it's Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, I thought you were bringing Andy on. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. A- A- Andy was actually on uh, last hour. I know. I thought you were carrying him over. No, I'm sorry. That's okay. Dead air, dead, air's, dead air's a big sin. So, Bare, so Barely a second. Go right ahead. Well, j- just very quickly here. The, the, what you were talking about, uh, New Jersey's energy initiative, you know, th- this is Phil Murphy and the Democrats. And, look, we have the most glaring example in our area, which is, is the Beasley's Point plant. Uh, there was overwhelming support in our area for the gas pipeline that would have given South Jersey, given our area, affordable, clean electric energy for decades, but that was torpedoed by environmentalist nut jobs. And, you know, Harry, the, uh, you know, the business community, yeah, look, everybody in our region supported that. And nobody, you know, I, I, I would say we probably had an 80% plurality in our two counties. 
for this Beasley's Point plant to be run with clean burning natural gas at affordable prices. Now what are we getting? Well, we're, we're getting energy prices that are going to skyrocket. It's going to be unreliable. These smart meters that, that AC Electric is, is installing, well, guess what? If, if the generation isn't working properly, if, if the windmills are not working properly, what have you, then we get our, our, our power cut. So in the summer, you may be a little warm uh, because you're not going to have air conditioning. So, you know, uh, the other point I want to talk about is President Trump has a five-point plan now to attack Governor DeSantis. And of those five points, the the only one that really has strong credibility and, and President Trump is absolutely right, and that's a question of loyalty. Ron DeSantis is is being very disloyal by not supporting President Trump. Yeah, you know, I pointed that out um, because you and I both know he barely beat Andrew Gillum, a terrible, flawed candidate, by something like two-tenths of one percent it automatically triggered anything 0.5 as you know and below automatic recount triggered i mean so he won by a bare whisker he wasn't well known i'm going to call him what he was an obscure congressman that not many people in america knew and trump picked him up and really put him over the top without trump he would never have become the governor and i'm i don't speak for you and you, you don't speak for me but I think you probably agree with that comment. I'm sure you agree with that comment because even with Trump and everything Trump did, he barely won. Uh, so it is incredibly disloyal what he's doing. I, you know, I absolutely concede that point. But look, uh, the 2018 election was tough for all Republicans. Rick Scott barely won, despite being hugely financed. I mean, he's a billionaire, so he he barely won in Florida. So. Yeah, and you know, look what what Governor Governor DeSantis four years later. Because oh yeah, well he, he won, won by one point five million votes. I mean, it's it's one of the great um, mandates in American history, and he and he won Palm Beach and and Broward County, and uh, what was that other famous uh, Miami Dade? I mean, he won Democrat strongholds. No, there's no question. Uh, but that's no. I still think he should have waited. Uh, and in fairness, he hasn't announced his candidacy. It was going to be in the spring. Now it might not even be until the summer. Uh, he better not wait too long. But uh, he's I think he's 100 percent getting in this. Uh, he, he is probably getting in. And, and you know, look, I'm, I'm leaning to Santa's, you know that. Uh, but he may not get in, Harry. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a little I'm wavering a little bit. And I'll tell you why, because I really think we're headed for a train wreck if, if the Santa's gets in from the perspective of his career going forward, I'm worried about that. I'm also worried about if, if DeSantis is, is victorious. Uh, I I just don't think you, you cannot win without Trump supporters enthusiastically supporting you in the Republican Party. And I just think there's going to be such a bloodbath uh, that that's not going to happen. Well, look, so, I know CPAC is the most conservative. You know, they're the really you know, uber uh, sort of involved Republicans. Trump did win that 62 percent to 20 percent over DeSantis. Uh, Trump is still extremely popular in the Republican Party. He's still the one to beat. And I do agree. 
if if he feels like if Trump feels like he gets jobbed out of the presidency, then Biden is going to win a second term. There'll be no no Republican nominee can win if Trump sabotages the um, the Republican nominee. Well, not only that, there'll be a veto proof majority in the Senate and the House will go Democrat. It'll be a bloodbath all around. And and the worst bloodbath is going to be for the country. That's the real problem. But look, final point, just real quick. President Trump's attack on the Senate regarding social, Social Security. Now, that's absolutely disingenuous. And I'll tell you why here. You have to concede Social Security is is going bankrupt, and you can't. We can't keep ignoring it. I know it's the holy grail of politics that Democrats will kill you if you bring that up. Correct. But sooner or later, sooner or later, it has to be addressed. Going bankrupt within a matter of of, of seven to to twelve years. You know we've got to do something about it. And and look, the attack. Look, Democrats do what what trump did to this is trying to do to the accusing accusing republicans of wanting to eliminate social security i mean that's what biden did in his state of the union address for god's sakes and it's what paul ryan did was what happened to him throwing the, the the old woman over a cliff in a wheelchair yes that's the democrat playbook you know president trump should not be doing that shouldn't be throwing that to another Republican. But I will say no Republican, Rick Scott tried it, no Republican should be bringing up Social Security and Medicare right now other than saying we won't touch it. I, I know what you're saying. It, it's insolvent as of 20, 2035, something like that, and Medicare even before that. If you If you say you're going to fix it, the Democrats get away with saying you are cutting it. I, I For electoral purposes – all serious Republican candidates are going to have to say what Trump is saying, and that is that we will not touch Social Security and Medicare. Your benefit is assured uh, because I know what you're saying, that it's really intellectually honest and it's the right thing to do because you want to make sure it's around for generations to come. If you bring up that you're going to touch it, because that's what Rick Scott did. Rick Scott didn't say we're going to cut it. He said we have to fix it. Democrats get away with then saying to their Democrat media friends that you're going to cut it. You see what I'm saying? No, you're right. I mean, no, no Republican should bring it up, but President Trump just did. He just made it like the cornerstone of his attack on. Well, because DeSantis said we have to fix Social Security and Medicare. That's why he did it. Well, I mean, he's, well, but, but he, he, look, it's called Metascare, and Lawton Childs invented it in your state. Well, you're a New Jersey boy, too. But in Florida, Lawton Childs cheated Jeb Bush out of a win, probably cheated Jeb Bush out of being president of the United States before George W. But George won over Ma Richards and Jeb lost to Lawton Childs and had to wait four years to become governor. Jeb Bush was poised to win that. And Lawton Childs came out late, like less days before Election Day with it, that Jeb Bush was going to cut Social Security and Medicare. And it worked. Yeah, that, that's correct. And, you know, the, I think the country would have been better off with, with the younger Bush, with Jeb being president. He was a very effective governor. The, despite being, I don't think he would have been 2016. You know, you never know, though. I think George W., who was going to be an education president when September 11th happened about seven, eight months 
into his presidency and he became a wartime president. Some of that you look back in hindsight. I remember saying that this um, Patriot Act is a disaster and it's and it and it is um, unconstitutional and it will be misused by scoundrels. I wasn't worried about George W. President Bush um, misusing it, but look at what they've done with that since then. And then you could also question some of the the war decisions and whatnot. But I think George W. Bush, I mean, look, he was a successful two-term president. Uh, he's the last Republican to win the popular vote. He was no joke. Well, look, our, our, our friend Rogers, Roger Stone, I think, correctly said, though, you know, George W. Bush paved the way for Barack Obama's big, big, big victories. <laughs> I well... Think- George W. Bush made a lot of errors. I, I, look, in hindsight, yeah. I mean, weapons of mass destruction, even though I do think Saddam Hussein had them, they even found some. But then they said, oh, but they're, they're, they're degraded, so they don't count. Okay, so they're there, but they don't count. Before you couldn't find them, they didn't have them. Now they're degraded. I think he's gotten a worse rap. He's not been a great former president, honestly. Carter was a great former president. Bush was, I think, a better president. I think the, the ascent of Obama was not a product of George W. being a bad president. It's the cyclical nature of American politics. It's the way it goes. It goes back and forth. Well, the, you know, the, look, the financial meltdown that, that assured Obama's victory. Yeah, um, without a doubt. Can you say, can you, can and, and I do believe Hurricane Superstorm Sandy sealed the, uh, the re-election in 2012 because he was going to lose, uh, although Mitt Romney blew it. Mitt Romney should have been president. He, he was afraid to win. Yeah. Oh, no. All right, Bob, let me go. I got to go to the break. Have a great day. Uh, we'll continue, you and I. We'll see how this all goes. I think we're both on the same page, though. Republicans need to support whoever the Republican nominee is or we lose. Back in a moment. 609-407-1450. Your phone calls continue. This is... WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is Harry Hurley for United Methodist Communities at the Shores. And if you or a loved one, someone that you know, if they're considering, if you're considering senior living options, I recommend the Shores. Because transitioning to the shores is easy. Move in, unpack, and experience the abundant life the shores has to offer. That's it. The shores is fully remodeled. It's beautiful. It's like a hotel resort, private apartments, two beautiful restaurants, a bistro on the lower level, an on-site fitness center, transportation and local shopping. It's all just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. The shores is a caring, really wonderful facility. We've been there on numerous occasions. It's just fantastic. You'll feel that you're checking in the front desk area. It looks like a hotel resort. It's really something else. It's fantastic. On Bay Avenue in Ocean City, you can call 609-399-8505. That's 609-399-8505. Schedule a tour, and you're going to see immediately that I've not overstated the case. I've described it accurately. You're going to really like it at the shores. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, I just want to make a comment about something you 
you know, bizarre world. Yes. Uh, my friend is a school bus driver for Egg Harbor Township. They are off today, the students at Egg Harbor Township, because there's um, uh, the bus drivers are off not all day because there's a mandatory meeting for diversity. Wow. So this is where our school students are off. No school. The mandatory must go. Must go. I guess I, I think if you had a note from your doctor that you were maybe uh, terminally ill, you could stay home. But it's mandatory for diversity. This is where we're headed. And it's so many different um, quizzes are sent to to uh, her mailbox that she has to answer on um, different, uh, what would you call it, uh, harassment or and diversity and you know, certain rights, uh, student rights. It's just, just getting out of hand, I think, that to have a whole day off for students that... that uh, well, look, teach. that's that's the whole ball game now. Equity. It's not equality anymore. It's equity. They they have a new definition for how things should be, and it's it's really uh, it's not good. I mean, you look at a lot of this stuff that they're trying to put in place. It's very radical. It's not not good at all. You know, schools that want to do away with grades. Imagine that. How would you how would you have a transcript to go to college if you just get pass or fail? Because they believe that someone's going to be upset if you get an A because you work really hard and someone else gets a D or a C, they, they, they want everybody to get a C. Uh, it's really bad. Uh, and their whole meaning of diversity wouldn't even be necessary. I'll tell you, I'm very much looking forward to the Supreme Court is going to make a decision that we should get before the end of June, early July. And I think, it, I think they're going to knock out. A lot of these things that have been done that are very discriminatory mm-hmm. against certain uh, ethnicities and such, uh, where they're giving advantages mm-hmm. to some, uh, and of course that means a disadvantage to others. That's not that, that's not equal protection. We're mm-hmm. we're afforded equal protection under the Constitution of the United States. There's a clause called the Equal Protection Clause of the United States Constitution that. I can't be treated differently than you. You can't be treated differently than the next caller. Uh, it, it just it can't be that way uh, on, on big things. Well, that's not being adhered to. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not. Oh, clearly yeah, it's not. That, well, remember, though, they're going to have to adhere to it if the, if the United States Supreme Court rules that you can't pick someone for a university that did poorer then someone you don't pick, you can't do that anymore. You can't say it's because this person was once an aggrieved, you know, race or this or that ethnicity. Right. It's just going to be. That's why I'm a big fan of objective testing. Everybody takes the same test, mm-hmm. and whoever scores yeah. best wins. And mm-hmm. I, I don't see the problem with that. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they want to make it though that they get to pick the winners and losers of their choice. No way. It's happening. I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you're right. Well, I just want you to be aware of this bizarre, <laughs> bizarre uh, to have the children miss a whole day of school and uh, the employees are uh, have to have this course. I just think it's ridiculous. Yep. Thank and you. I wanted to bring it to your attention. I'm glad okay. you did. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. I didn't know it, but I'm not surprised.
And remember, they always pick words that if you're against it, you're a horrible person. Oh, my God, you're against diversity. No, that's not that anybody's against diversity. Diversity is beautiful. Their definition and what they do to aggrieve others in pursuit of their agenda is the problem. Not beautiful words. They always have. Remember the the um, uh, what was it called um, in the infrastructure, you know, improvement act was really a climate change act. They lied. They just called it something else. And this is what they do with great regularity. Affordable Care Act. Hilarious. They destroyed education on Christmas Eve by one vote. Destroyed it. To where look how expensive and unwielding the bureaucracy is is awful. And it was much better. You know, it was something that no one was complaining about. There was something like 88% agreement that it was well run, well done. Think about it. There aren't many things that the government can lay claim to that they do better than the private sector. I would challenge anyone, you know, I would say the military, but again, it's not cost effective what they do. What they do is terrible in certain respects. There are, I guess you could search for a few things, but not many. The private sector beats out government almost every single time. 30 minutes past the hour, both a good news and a bad news story when we come back. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley overachieving this morning. I've been giving you four stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A tragic gunshot death in Summers Point this uh, past Saturday morning. We broke the story, regretfully. We have supplemented it with an addendum. Uh, We've got the best coverage on it thus far. Arnold Schwarzenegger coming to Stockton University. Check that out. The best 20 chicken wings in Atlanta County. That's been very popular with our readers. And favorite steaks in Atlantic and Cape May County. Check it out on the app. We'll be back. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. I have no hesitation in calling today another nice day. But tonight could get a bit inclement, maybe even a bit wintry. Sunshine this morning, then high clouds build this afternoon. Mild high temperature of 56. Watch for a brief period of wintry mix and rain overnight tonight. Little to no accumulation, but there could be some slick spots. Low 36. Tomorrow, clouds to sun, breezy and cooler, high 47. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. 37 minutes past the hour. Phone lines are open if you'd like to jump in. 609-407-1450. A very feel-good, positive story coming up. Uh, in the beginning of Mayor Kane's program where he will interview uh, a very special competitor from the recent, this past weekend, uh, NJSIAA State Wrestling Championships. If you've never been there, oh my gosh, is that a happening? That is one of the biggest activities that you will ever see. I mean, the numbers are incredible and they do it so well at the um, 
the boardwalk hall. It's really very, very well done. Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts uh, will conduct the interview with a champion and her mom, I believe. So we're looking forward to that. A nice little um, accommodation was made with schools so that this appearance can take place. And that's very, very neat. Looking forward to it. And I said I would share with you in between your calls, which I'm going to do right now, then why don't you jump, if anybody that didn't get in, 609-407-1450, open phone line. We're going to get you on in just a second. Don't go away. Two stories. One positive, Creed 3, the Michael B. Anthony, uh, third in that particular iteration, if you will. There was Creed, the first one, then Creed 2, and now Creed 3 had a $58.7 million weekend opening. It is the best sports movie opening weekend in history. And another first, this is the first movie ever involving, if you will, the Rocky franchise, where Sylvester Stallone is not in the movie. A first ever but Creed three opening gangbusters at $58.7 million first weekend. Here's the negative one. Walmart is closing all of their Portland locations. And I'm telling you, I don't even need to go look into why. You know the answer why. And I'm telling you, and I've been telling you, this is going to be happening time and time again. Because these woke cities that coddle criminals and will not do their job, they are making it that stores, Walgreens had to do it. I'm not going to pick on just a couple of brands or big box stores. You can't stay open when you get ripped off on a daily basis, X factor many times more than you bring in. And nothing happens to these thieves. They're back on the street in five minutes. So Walmart is closing all Portland locations, and that's got to be the reason why. It's got to be the theft and the damage that's done. I'll look it up, but I know that's probably the reason. What else would it be anywhere that it makes sense to be? Portland is a, a city that you'd want to be. Just not, not since the summer of love, though. Not since everything changed. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How are you today? Hey, my friend. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks. A quick thing about Creed. I went with my wife and a couple friends last night, and uh, I'm easy, and they're not done. So, but we all thought it was great. Just really good. And so uh, you brought it up, so I was just going to verify that it was an excellent movie. All right, I'll tell you what. I've seen the trailer, and it looks like it's going to be amazing. I might even go to the theater. I usually wait. For those on, um, I don't wait for the DVD to come out. I'll buy it as soon as it's available on the Xfinity One, you know, platform. Uh, it looks like it was going to be good. Uh, I know the, I know the, the, um, what, what do you want to call it? The plot, if you will, uh, and and all of that. It, it looks like uh, it delivered the goods, though. Big weekend, Archie. Yeah, and the. Uh like, the original Rocky was so raw and real, and a couple of the others, you know, I went to them, but they got off the track a little bit. This was, this was more realistic in a lot of ways, I think, than, uh, you know, with all the modern, you know, uh, cinema, 
photography and all that stuff. It was very, very good. Good. Um, just a quick thing about the Trump candidacy. Uh, I thought he did a compliment. I really did. And uh, But I have so many friends that are so, so deranged against him. Yeah. That I just don't see how he could ever win the general election. Well, always remember, you got to know who the two candidates are. If it's him against Joe Biden, he can absolutely win. If it's some fresh, respected, credible, younger Democrat uh, that's not, you know, in a human coma, uh, then it would be much, much more difficult. But you never say never. It's all about who are the two candidates. If you disqualify the one, then you're going to win. Boy, I know you got more experience than me, but some of my friends are so myopic about the way they look at things, the way it's going on, and anything but Trump they would do. And it, it just really kind of boggles my mind because some of them are really good folks. And hey, listen, Archie, this may carry the day. There might be enough Republicans that say, look, we loved his policies. But, you know, there's all these charges. We don't know how any of this stuff is going to go. He's got to make statements like even if I'm charged, I'm going to run. I mean, it, it, none of it's good. Uh, and he's had the media on him for for, you know, forever. Uh, they tried to stop him from being president. Then they ruined his presidency and they, you know, they want to take him down. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I'm supporting him until he's not the nominee. Uh, and then I'll support the nominee, whoever it is, I, I suspect. If it's not Trump, it will be DeSantis. And my wife worked for him, too, like you did. She had nothing but a good experience working for him. The the lies, though, uh, can become the death of a thousand cuts, as you know. Yep, absolutely. Hey, thanks, Sarah. And uh, I enjoyed your little piece with Tiger Woods and Jimmy Fraser. I thought it was excellent. Ah, thank you, Archie. That's high praise. All right, good luck for your tournament. See you later. Thank you, Archie. That's high praise coming from Archie. The man designs golf courses, uh, so that's a um, that's a plus to hear him say that we did a good segment. Well, Craig, what do you know, my friend? Well, good morning, Harry, and uh, long time not uh, speaking to you. Trying to get in sometimes, not being able, but it's uh, been a great show. Uh, love this morning. Thank you. You know, uh, Doctor Fauci. Uh, uh, I believe that Ob- I'd like to say three things. So I got three things. I'd, I'd, I'd like you to let me get on the air here, but I'd like to talk about the uh, the scientist things. Um, Dr. Fauci was told by Obama, I believe, not to do what he did there in China. OK, with that gain of function research. So they knew about it. He was told not to do it. He still went and did it. And those two scientists that you were talking about. They came out and said something negative about that that research there and that it came from the lab. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Fauci had a little three-way conversation with them. And allegedly, it was on Fox last night. I forget the guy's uh, uh, show. He's got, he, he wears a bald head. Yeah, the, the new, new revolution or next revolution, I think. Steve Thanks. Hilton, next revolution. There you go. Yeah. Well, they came out last night that those two scientists, six months later, got $9 million apiece from Dr. Fauci for research. Well, look, all that's true, and it is documented. The first part I'm not sure of. I don't know that Obama told him anything about what you said. Uh, I know you don't make stuff up, so I trust you on it, but I I can't independently verify that except hearing it from you on the second part. There's no question. They were – Fauci got information from second one – 
that the belief was that this escaped from the Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology. And that's when they started their little scheme of protecting China and breathlessly making it that it was a natural occurrence from a wet market, bat to human uh, type of transmission. And anybody who would say differently, they made you a racist or a kook, got you deplatformed or at least suspended or false information signs put on your posts. They went out of their way to protect China here. Well, you're absolutely correct, because if you look at what China did was they stopped and they blocked people coming from one area to another in their own country. However, they let them come into other countries. And if you look, one of the big countries that they let them go to, Harry, because I'm involved in this a little bit, not in the the germ part, but in the manufacturing part. They let all those Chinese people go to Italy to sew because they own the factories, those fine clothes, they own those factories. And one of the deals that they made was that their people could go there and sew on the cheap. And by the way... uh I totally trust you on that, and you would know being in the business. But also, Italy just got demolished by COVID-19. And that is because of the frequent travel from China to Italy, Italy to China as well. So, yes, I've always maintained that it was accidentally leaked out of there, that they got demolished there themselves, and then made sure that the rest of the world had to, you know, join in with the, with the fun as well because they couldn't let it be that they would be isolated from the world they would have been destroyed their economy would have been destroyed this way everybody's on a level playing field everybody gets wrecked and we all lose two years you know of our lives and they get away with that craig i know you have more so hold on don't go away Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid and take South Jersey's talk station wherever you go. Get free, unlimited South Jersey news right at your fingertips. Listen to and easily call all of your favorite local and national talk shows. Wake up with Harry Hurley using the alarm clock feature and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We continue with Craig, who had three things. Please continue, Craig. Thank you so much for the extra time. Yep. I just want to say with the tinfoil hat, and I want to get to your good friend, Bob, I want to say something about him, uh, what he had to say. Yeah. But uh, just remember, watch Ukraine with some of their bio labs. It's amazing. Our Treasury Department, FBI, and now are just a departments over in ukraine and look at all that money they're getting it's disgusting but uh in my opinion um however and i don't understand why conservatives are some not me are opposed to this because what do we want uh do we want russia to win and then on to poland and then we're definitely right now we're in a proxy war then we would be in world war three one for all all for one if poland is attacked and russia has promised to do that so, you know, sometimes you got to you got to bite the bullet here. Uh, Ukraine well, has I, to win. Can I rebut on that? Yeah. I don't can see I uh, Yeah, okay. I don't see how but, you can, but yeah, please. Okay. I love it. Like Donald Trump said, give me 20 minutes. We can end this. 
Well, that but that's hypothetical. He has to win again, and I do believe he could solve it. Look, I think we're in agreement on this. If he had remained president, uh, Afghanistan would have been handled properly. Uh, Russia never would have invaded Ukraine in the first place, and China would not be as provocative as it is right now towards us and also about to invade Taiwan, and, and Iran is is two weeks or whatever away from a nuclear weapon. I mean, Joe Biden has destroyed the world. It's unbelievable what he's done. Look, look, hey, look, if you look at him walking towards us, you only see smoke in the background. I want, I do want to get to Bob, though. And um, with, uh, you know, Bob, DeSantis got 20% of the votes, and that was with a marketing boost, okay, on Fox. I mean, if you look, he was almost on every show pumping up his book. And so he got a little bit, uh, uh, actually, excuse me, a lot of recognition. So I want to say that maybe five of those points are due to what Fox gave them. You know, they elevated them on the forklift there. Um, you know, so, you know, 62% and the votes, yes, uh, Biden did get the most ballots. I think Trump got the most real votes, true votes. What do you think, Harry? Oh, I do think he won. Uh I do believe, though, that Democrats were very successful in ballot harvesting and in vote by mail and in early voting. And that's something we have to fix all of that. Yes. And I am with you totally, Harry. Um, on an, another program on the station on Saturday, I got a bet for dinner and I had to send him a little thing that I'm starting to look at my restaurants. And I told him, just so I could keep the price down, I won't order any wine because he'll be doing the wine. (laughs) Hey, before you go, listen, you don't even know what you just said. Uh, During one of the breaks, I think it was during the second break, I might even have been on air doing it live with a caller, uh, a very good friend of mine. I I feel wonderful saying this. He's going to owe us dinner for four, Margie and I, and he and his wife, the winner, it is the restaurant of your choice. Loser has to pay for dinner for four. I am definitely a cheap date on the alcohol side because I don't drink alcohol. So I'm I'm, I'm going to be a very, very good cheap date on that side. But he will be paying for lobster tail and probably at least a four or five ounce filet mignon. So I'm going to get him on the food side. I mean, he's going to win on the beverage side because guess what? See how I did. If Ron DeSantis runs for president declares that he is a candidate for president, I get a dinner for four. Now, I got to tell you, this is my favorite bet since I I forget which one it was, maybe with George, uh, where he owes me 365 pizzas. It's in the bag. In my mind, there is 0% chance that DeSantis is not running for president. Do you think I did? I do Did I do a good thing there? I think I did, Craig. Oh, my I, I think you did. I know. Well, I, I, By the I, way, my friend wrote me, Harry, I usually agree with you, but I don't think that DeSantis is going to run. So I wrote, because you know me, I jump. I said, well, good. I said, um, then let's bet. Let's bet dinner because we'll both win. And I mean it this way too. When you go to dinner with good friends, you both win. So this is a this is a great bet. If he runs, you know, he pays. If he doesn't run, I pay. But we both win. But, yeah, that, I think this is one of the easiest food bets I've ever done. I'm proud of this one. Well, I heard your analogy this morning, and it was spot on when you were talking to Bob. So 
Um, but the bet isn't I, with Bob, I, though. I know the it's not, but the bet is not with Bob. I want to make I, that clear. Oh, I know. Okay, because I, 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 it could. It could. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said Bob, though, because it could seem like I'm outing him without saying his name. It is not Bob. It is another good friend, oh. uh, and I'll just say a good friend from Egg Harbor Township. Wow! I know. You threw me on. That I know one. I did. That's why I'm so happy you did what you just did, because you assumed based on what Bob and I talked about that it would be with Bob. Hey, Bob, if you want to text me, I'll do that with you too. So, <laughs> anyhow, uh, Craig, I gotta go. This was great. Thank you, my friend. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, filet mignon and lobster is in my future. Uh, wow, I'll tell you. Don't any don't let anyone ever tell you this is not a great country. Okay. That's just a small example of how great the United States of America is. Mayor Kane, and we're going to have a champion, a first when we come back. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you so very much. We have a special guest standing by on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline. And I will uh, give Mayor Kane the the huge honor of making the introduction. This is Mayor Charles Kane's weekly program that is presented, paid for by the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts. The Auto Plaza by Charles and Amory Kane are the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program and the Hurley family personally. Mayor, you come bearing very exciting news. Good Monday morning to you, Mayor. How are you? Oh, very well. Thank you. I enjoyed listening to my old neighbor, Craig, last hour with you. Uh, he always is, uh, brings, uh, brings uh, insightful uh, topics to the show, and uh, it's always a good discussion. Uh, always enjoy listening to you. Good stuff. Uh, so, Mayor, uh, do the honors. This is very exciting. Well, Mayor, uh, uh, again, good morning. Good morning to you and your listeners. And uh, today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, we have uh, Riley Lerner. She is the first Cape Atlantic League girl to win states uh, at Cedar Creek High School um, uh, for wrestling in the 120-pound weight class. Um, she uh, She's an amazing young lady, and you'll hear that yourself uh, when we bring her on and talk to her. Um, she's uh, just so dedicated to this sport and bringing awareness to this sport uh, throughout not only here in, in southern New Jersey, but uh, throughout the entire country. I mean, uh, you know, she, she wins states and then goes and volunteers right afterwards uh, to help promote the sport uh, for, for younger kids in our area. And that's just the type of person she is. And she does this with, you know, this is all on her own. She, she wants to be part of this sport. She wants to bring that awareness and promote uh, and promote it. And uh, her dedication 
you know, wins her the top honors uh, for, for the school. She's broken every record at Cedar Creek, and I'll let her go ahead and tell uh, the story. And uh, But uh, Mayor, uh, just an amazing, amazing young woman. Uh, I'm a little partial because she happens to be my niece, uh, but it doesn't make me, uh, uh, you know, any less proud. Uh, she, she's done an amazing job, and, and she deserves to be recognized for her Herculean efforts. Mayor, before we bring Riley on, let, let me mention, for those who don't understand it is so hard to win a state championship in wrestling. You think about some of the big names in the history of the sport, uh, and they didn't always win. Uh, even ones that were favored to win didn't always win. It is really hard to win your weight class and the state championship. And anybody that's ever been to the uh, Boardwalk Hall, the, the, I mean, the atmosphere is incredible, isn't it, Mayor? I have to tell you, you know, it's it's kind of like a heavyweight fight. Uh, the build up, uh, they they do a, a great job, and um, you know, it's 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 very impressive. And these are the best, uh, you know, in the entire state. And uh, you know, she was very fortunate to be able to come out on top. Hard work, dedication, and uh, you know, the the amount of effort that she puts into this sport. Um, is is just amazing and to be on that stage and and i'll tell you mayor i don't know if you had a chance to watch the match but if you watch it the technicality uh, uh you know her just just picking her opponent uh weaknesses apart and then eventually exploiting them to win the match is yeah. just impressive to watch i did watch the match um on, on the um on the stream and in the sport of wrestling for again for those who don't know you make one mistake it's over you could just make one mistake. Your opponent capitalizes on it. You're on your back. Bang, bang, bang. Count to three. You're done. And that's why it's so impressive and it's so hard to do. Also, Mayor, uh, because you're visiting this morning remotely and not in studio as you are sometimes, uh, Riley's father is here as well. So why don't we just bring everybody on, Mayor, and you'll lead the interview. Riley, state champion, welcome to our program. You are live on the air. Congratulations. Enormous accomplishment. And Riley's dad, you must be bursting with pride. Mayor, take it from here. Good morning, Riley. Good morning, Bob. How are you this morning? Good. How are you guys? Um, I, I bet you're still tired from running around. Uh, Riley, uh, you know, I, 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 you heard what, what, I, what we just were able to discuss. And, um, you know, we're so proud of you for, for what you've been able to accomplish. And uh, why don't you tell us just a little bit about what got us to this point and uh, how you ended up becoming state champ? Oh, uh, yes, I was a lot of hard work, not only on my part, but my coach's part, my parents' part, my school, my teammates, everyone. They constantly were there. They were constantly helping me out, constantly picking me up whenever I needed it. Um, and it's just a bunch of work put in from all, all angles. Riley, how exciting is it to be a state champion? Uh, pretty exciting. It still honestly hasn't set in completely, but it's, it's really cool. Riley, were you favored in the 120 weight class, or did you just go in there and beat them all anyhow and somebody else was favored? How, how did you stand going into the, uh, the NJSIAA state championships? So on track wrestling, I was the first seed. Um, but there were multiple papers that were saying that Maldonado, Valley Maldonado, my opponent, was going to upset me, that she was going to beat me. 
um, and that overall she would come out on top. Well, that didn't happen. Bob Lerner, what do you have to say? Yeah, well, like she said, she was the one seed coming into the into the match. I told her uh, a couple days ahead of time. I said this girl's going to come in for a fight. Uh, Riley beat her last year, but I told her I said this girl's coming for a fight, and you can't expect anything to just go your way. You're going to have to battle it out, and it was an absolute battle the entire time. I have complete respect for Valerie and her coaches. They prepped her well, and. You know, it, it almost didn't go our way. There were a couple times I was surfing that chair around the mat. <laughs> really uh, nervous on the sideline. Oh, that was a great line. Mayor Kane. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have seen over the years the dedication, uh, you know, that, that, that Tracy and Bob, her mother and father, and uh, have helped with her coaching and, and, and got her to this point and the hard work and dedication they put in. But, you know, it all comes down to Riley and her desire uh, to be the best, to, to be the, the number one in the state um, and to come out on top. And, and the amount of work that she puts in, uh, you know, uh, in practice, in training, um, and, and then the amount of work that she does, and, and we, we really need to talk about it at the end of this, uh, uh, the, the amount of work that she does to promote this sport uh, throughout the state and throughout the entire country uh, for, for young women such as herself. She's breaking those glass ceilings, and she's paving the way for others to, to do the same. Well, let's get our break in right on time. We're about 15 minutes past the hour, and we can cover that when we come back because I was very impressed when I heard right after winning the state championship what Riley did next, uh, I think, speaks to the whole the whole point of hard work, of character, of a winner, and giving back. I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing. We'll talk about that with Mayor Kane and with Riley and her dad, Bob Lerner, coming up. If you're just joining the program, Mayor Kane shared – that Riley becomes the first in Cedar Creek high school history, either boy or girl in Cape Atlantic League history, uh, to win the uh, state championship in the 120-pound division. So it's a huge accomplishment for those who don't follow sports. Um, just trust me when I tell you, as a former NJSIA official, uh, NJSIAA official, that um, it's really hard. It's really hard to win a state championship, and Riley Lerner did it, and it's a huge accomplishment. Back with Mayor Kane and the Learners. After this, we'll learn some more with the Learners. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With Mayor Charles Kane, who we turn it back to. Mayor, time is yours. Well, thank you, Mayor. Uh, we're joined this morning by uh, Riley Lerner, who uh, is uh, my niece. I'm so proud of her, but uh, more importantly, uh, has accomplished uh, winning uh, states uh, wrestling champ for uh, uh, young ladies uh, uh, on Saturday, and uh, she's on with us uh, to tell us uh, about that journey. So, Riley, we're back to you. Yeah, so um, I'm just going to kind of start off with, you know, um, just thank you to everyone who has constantly been in my corner, constantly supported me. Um, this is just all really exciting, and honestly, if anything comes out of me doing all these interviews or like all the press and all that i just want more people to i want to get more not only girls but more guys into this sport because that's honestly what we need 
Riley, in terms of the uh, the final match, give our listeners an idea of your strategy and what you did in order to win, which which you and your dad both described was a very, very worthy opponent, a very tough match. Yeah, so I'm going into the match. I, I wrestled this um, young lady three times before um, Saturday. So I kind of knew how she moved, what moves she did. Um, but that also means that she knew how I moved and what moves I did. Mm. Um, so we just, we watched film on him. Um, my coaches, we um, went over everything that she did, um, how to defend what she did, as well as attacks that I can do. Um, and then going into the match, it was just at that point, it was a lot of mental, um, training that, you know, had to come in and all that. Um, I knew I had to focus. I knew I had to go out and I knew I had to perform. Um, cause if you don't perform in the state finals, then chances are you're getting thrown to your back and getting pinned right away. Um, and honestly, that did almost happen to me. She almost caught me in a dump and almost pinned me in the first period, but because of my training, I knew what I had to do. I knew how I had to react, and I was able to belly out and just go from there. Let me go through uh, what I believe to be true, and if I get any of this wrong, please correct me, Riley, immediately. Because you were the number one seed, you got a bye in the first round. Then, um, let's see, quarterfinal round, you won by pin over... Grace Riley, her last name, your first name, uh, at 1.30. Then in the semifinal round, pin over Reagan Roxas of Kingsway. Let me remind everybody, um, the the girl that Riley beat in the quarterfinal round uh, from Becton, which I've never heard of, and I thought I've heard of all the different schools, B-E-C-T-O-N. I've never heard of Becton. Semifinal round over Kingsway's Reagan uh, Roxas. And then in the final round, which we've been talking about, the um, the championship round over Valerie Maldonado of Somerville. Uh, by the way, she's also a junior. You'll both be back next year. Yep. So that you know, you know that's something that she'll be looking forward to, uh, a rematch if it can happen. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, you, you would look to that with anticipation as well. How tough of an opponent was she in the final round? She's very tall. She doesn't quit. She just keeps going at it. And honestly, I knew that it was going to be a tough match. Um, She's been wrestling for a little bit. She has some experience. And she won it as bad as I did. Let me ask you about something that maybe you don't know the answer to right now. Because obviously, um, maintaining the weight in some cases, is very, very, um, it's challenging, I mean, to, to make a certain weight. Do you envision being a senior at the 120-pound weight class? Or so, I know that some wrestlers actually know a year ahead of time they're going to move up or do something different. Do you know what you'll be doing next year, or is it too soon? I already know that I'm probably going to go 120 again next year. It was easy for me to maintain the weight. Actually... Um, the day before weigh-ins, I was almost three pounds under. Wow. And I had to eat a little bit. I had to drink. Like, I I drank almost half a gallon of water the day before and still weighed in two pounds under. So I already know where I'm going to go. And, yeah. 
Now, with Valerie Maldonado being tall and such, do you think she'll be 120 next year, or is she going to move up, or we might not know? I'm sorry. I can see her going 114 or 120 again, um, but ultimately that's obviously her decision. Um, either way, I feel like she's going to perform wherever she goes, so that would be exciting to see. I mean, I, I could be wrong about this, but I used to cover sports a long time ago as a sports writer for the Atlantic City Press. Uh, and when someone loses a tough match like that and they've got another year to come back, they usually want the rematch. So they pay a great deal of attention to their, their the opponent that they lost to in the state final uh, and typically come right back and want to be in that rematch if they can get it. So I, I'll just make a – I could be dead wrong about this. A year from now, we'll we'll see if I'm wrong. We don't, we don't have to wait a year. We can wait till the beginning of the season. But we'll see if Valerie Maldonado uh, remains in the 120 weight class, which I'm going to predict that she probably will. To, uh, to Bob, anything uh, that you want to add? Watching this as a dad, I, I was a dad with a um, – a daughter uh, who was a very she was a state champion also not in a different sport in track uh, and I mean you die you die many deaths as a dad spectator don't you <laughs> absolutely I mean I've, I've been involved in Riley's coaching for years now uh, we started with the Mays Landing program I was a coach out there I got invited to be a coach at Cedar Creek when she was a, a freshman uh, which I I was happy to take on um, in the room, I try to stay away from her. Uh, I'm like, I leave that up to her head coach. I told him from day one, I said, I'm not going to be her primary coach. I'll, I'll help out with tournaments and all that. But, you know, being invested as we are in, in time and in effort, and everybody wants to see their kids do great. Um, it, it's so hard sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, me and Riley have, have had full out arguments about, about wrestling. And I'm like, all right. Listen, kid, today I'm talking to you as your coach, you know, and then and other times I'm like, all right, I have to take the dad role. <laughs> like I, I, I could have gone down. I could have sat in her corner as a coach, but it was her day. It wasn't for me. I have regions. I didn't sit in her corner as a coach. At states, I didn't sit in her corner as a coach. I just sat in the stands like every other parent. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I, I, I kind of straddle that line fairly well with her. But I'll tell you what, after watching that match, I thought I was going to have to go to, to Atlantic Air City Division and get my heart checked because <laughs> That's I died a couple times during that match. I, hey, listen, I've been there. I know. Uh, and it could come down to such little things, like Riley was saying a little while ago, almost, you know, making the, the, the fatal mistake uh, in, in the first, um, in the first uh, section of the match. So Mayor Kane... Uh, this is exactly what I was hoping for, the passion, the, the, the wrestling intellect, the whole thing is everything. When Mayor Kane told me that the both of you would be on, I was very, very happy and very excited about it. Mayor Kane, what would you like to add? Well, Mayor, if I, if I could, I know we're going to be coming up on another break, and I'd like to hold Riley if we could. And I, want to, I just want to have her have the opportunity to talk about, look, we, we've talked about this morning, and I do have one more question for her, uh, the great things that she's done on the mat and the accomplishments that uh, she's been able to achieve at her very young age. Um, but I want, her, I want to be able to talk about the great things that she's doing off, off the mat to uh, bring awareness to the sport. Um, again, you know, leaving that match and, and going to participate and helping others 
others uh, and bring awareness, I think is important to talk about. But I do have one question for Riley. Riley, when, when you know, watching the match and, and, and the production that they put on, which is really impressive, and, and that's got to in itself be a little intimidating to to have the lights lowered in, in the arena like that and, and then have the lights come up and, and you know, uh, go in and start that match. And in the beginning, it looked as if, um, you know, technically, um, she may have been uh, uh, outperforming you. What changed at that point? Um, was it something mental that you've heard from your father over the years or your other coaches? Um, or was it strictly just the training that you put yourself through that you think flipped the tide? Uh, because there was a definitive moment, a moment where you could see that um, you just gained control of that match and ultimately won. Um, what was it? Was it was it physical or was it mental? Honestly, it was a mix of both. Um, mentally, when you are wrestling, you can never take yourself out of that match. As soon as you take yourself out of a match, as soon as you start beating up on yourself for one single mistake you made, you're no longer focusing on the match. You're focusing on a mistake that's down in the past that you have to make up for. Um, and physically, I knew what I had to do in that moment. I knew I had to peel a hand off my arm and belly out and start building up and start fighting back to my base. I had to trust my training, but I also had to trust the mental training that my coaches put me through and that my fans put me through. Like I knew what I had to do at that moment, um, both physically and mentally. What's so strong about what you just said, Riley, is because if you do have that moment where it can all go bad uh, and then it's over before you even know it, and then you just you're left to wonder, like, how did that just happen? I can't believe that. You know, I'm better than that. You know, I made this mistake and it wound up costing me. But getting out of that uh, puts you back in a position where for those listening that compete in any sport, it can happen as a runner. You can fall down. You got to get up and you got to keep running. In your sport, it can happen by making a mistake or, you know, losing a point or just falling behind and then pressing too hard and getting out of your training and starting to do things because you're chasing now the score rather than, you know, doing your match the way that you're trained to do. It requires a lot of training and a lot of discipline to to do it that way, doesn't it, Riley? To trust your training, as you said. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, not even just this week, but honestly, the whole season, um, my one coach, he would constantly look at me and be like, yo, this move is there. You got to trust yourself. You got to trust the process. You have to trust your training. Go for it. And actually, at one point during Regions, um, my first match, he said that. And, oh, no, it was my third match. I'm sorry. My third match, he said that. And that's what got me shooting during that match. That's what got me out on top during the match at Regions. And it's the same thing with matches at States. He just told me to trust my training. I trusted him. I knew he wouldn't steer me wrong. And I went for it. Good stuff. We're going to be right back. Uh, The mayor said that they're going to do one more segment on uh, Riley's work in the community, which I think is is amazing. And I can't wait to hear all about it with uh, Bob and Riley Lerner and Mayor Charles Kane. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you and we know it. And you're going to hear from my friend Brian Kilmeade in just a moment. Brian will be our guest of honor and keynote speaker at our Hurley in the Morning annual charity dinner 
Yes, Riley, we do community work too. Our annual Hurley in the Morning Charity Dinner at Resorts Casino Hotel on Friday, September 29th. Brian Kilmeade uh, is just an amazing friend. And after doing Fox and Friends in the morning, his radio show from 9 to 12 noon, he'll get into the limo that we send and he'll be over at Resorts uh, to be with us for the afternoon and the entire evening in the Ocean Ballroom at Resorts Casino Hotel. It's going to be an amazing night, and we're going to raise a, a lot of money for charity, which, of course, enables us to write all of the grants that we do for the various not-for-profits. Mayor Kane has never missed one. He'll be there and uh, cannot wait for it. Here's Brian. Brian Kilmeade here, coming up on the next edition of the radio show you love to listen to. Former National Security Advisor under George W. Bush, Stephen Hadley. He is always interesting. We'll tackle China and everything else. I'll talk to legendary director Ken Burns about his new project, Our America. Gotta love that on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. We are back. Mayor Kane is presenting this morning on his program the father-daughter duo of uh, Bob Lerner and Bob Lerner's daughter, Riley Lerner, who, if you're just joining our program, please listen to the podcast later today. When it's uploaded, you can download it. Uh, the Cedar Creek High School Junior is an NJSIAA state champion in the 120-pound weight class, 120-pound division, whichever you want to call it. And, Bob, I have a question for you, and then I'll turn it over to Mayor Kane because I know he wants to get into uh, Riley's community service, which is really very, very uh, admirable and terrific. How big is it to get – it might sound like n- not a big deal to some listening, but I think the first round by – if you if you are the number one seed or the number two seed, so Riley is on the top of the bracket, and then the girl that she beat in the final, so the number one and number two seeds actually went according to Hoyle and made it to the final. That doesn't always happen, as you know. But how big a deal is that first round by? I think as an observer, it's a very big deal because, look, anything can happen. You shouldn't lose in the first round, but people have. And if you don't have to do the first round, you can't lose it. And also energy that's expended and so on, injury that could happen that can be averted because of you know, having, not having to um, compete in the first round. Am I overstating the case or is earning that first round by a really big deal? Bob. And if I put your mic on, that would be fantastic. That's on my end. Bob, go right ahead. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, um, that was me. But earning that first round by is like, it's, it's absolutely huge. Uh, like you said, it, you can't understate, you know, it's it's so much better to go in and wrestle, to only have to wrestle three matches versus four. Matt fatigue when you get to the finals can be a real deal breaker for a wrestler. Um, you know, these girls are out there wrestling and the guys, are out there wrestling for six minutes and yep. you know you go in and and you're facing somebody who who had to wrestle all six minutes in their last two matches and you put somebody away fairly quickly in your one match you know you're coming in a lot fresher um it really does it really can uh spell spell out how the end of that day will go now during the states tournament we saw several first seeds get beat in the first round unfortunately a couple of them were were friends of ours that we train with 
and that we uh, absolutely love, but it really can make a big difference um, at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah. Earning that first round by is huge, and we saw it in the boys' tournament. Several of our of our guys went down in the in their first matches, and you wouldn't have expected it. But wrestling is not a sport that you can predict, you know, by any measure. Now, if you make it to the tournament, you're a good wrestler, and anything can happen. That's why not having to do it is, I thought, huge. Your answer was obviously terrific, and your pedigree shows your your product knowledge and why that's so important. Uh, and you work all year in order to earn that number one seed, don't you? Yeah, you absolutely do. Um, and her freshman year was was really big and important in that. Um, she came in as a freshman, obviously zero criteria for the high school wounds, zero criteria for the high school states. And we got her to two really important tournaments where she beat some really important wrestlers to actually earn her the number two seat in our regional, which was huge. And in fact, our AD at the time, uh, Miss Karen Cavalieri, she drove her to her second tournament. I wasn't able to go. Her head coach went with her and she actually broke her ankle. She rolled her ankle walking out to her car that morning and still drove Riley to that tournament. And if she hadn't done that, it could have really changed the entire course of her her high school wrestling career. Wow. Moment of of truth right there, Father. Wow, that's huge. All right, Mayor, um, take the interview over, and I know you want to talk to Riley uh, about the uh, community service that she does. Time is yours. Yeah, well, Mayor, first of all, I do, I'd do. i be remiss if I didn't mention this. Uh, we've heard from uh, Bob, uh, Riley's father, um, who has done an amazing job, uh, you know, with her uh, personally, professionally, um, you know, coaching her. But we can't forget my sister, her mother, Tracy, who is uh, in getting a this morning, so her prayers are with her. Trust me when I tell you, if she's out of anesthesia, she's probably already reaching for the phone trying to get on a line with her, with Riley. But um, we wish her the best, and, uh, you know, we're sorry she can't be with us this morning. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about, you know, the, the accomplishments on the mat with Riley, and, and this is. This is a major accomplishment. I mean, it's a major accomplishment for her personally, her family, her coaching staff, and, of course, uh, the school. I mean, uh, to, to hang that banner of a state champion, um, you know, is, is impressive for a school. Uh, and, and it usually is the catalyst to help propel their programs to higher level. Uh, but I want to talk about and give Riley the opportunity to talk about the great things that she's doing off the mat um, and her involvement in particularly in mine. Um, mine is a, uh, a, a organization that um, has been started, uh, and it stands for Mentor Invest network and encourage um and i want to give uh, you riley the chance to talk about what this is and why you feel it's important to be part of it all right yes so um make wrestling mine it is an organization that is dedicated to providing um information and resources to female wrestlers not just in our area but all over um like whether it's tournaments RTC opportunities, anything that we can get out to them, um, just to make it easy on them, to make the sport more enjoyable, because let's face it, there's still a lot of coaches out there who don't want us out on the mat, or there's still are kids who have teammates who are purposely trying to injure them, oh. they don't want them out on the mat, and we're just trying to make it easier. Um, we, um, we just 
we have um, like our um, ambassadors. We will talk to different athletes. We'll if coaches need resources, we provide coaches with those resources. Whatever we can do to help, we will do it. Awesome. Also, I think, just to put that in, yeah. Go ahead, Mayor. I'm, I'm sorry to put that in context uh, just a little bit. I mean, the 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 sport uh, for females in uh, this category is under grossly underrepresented, and uh, and it's it's primarily viewed as a young man's sport. Um, and you know that that's what makes these accomplishments that Riley um, has accomplished. I'm not taking anything away from her work, but she's doing it not only um, as a female, but she's doing it in a male-dominated sport. Uh, and her whole goal, if I'm uh, correct, Riley, is to bring awareness and bring that support network around the young ladies that and encourage them to get involved and increase the notoriety of this sport. I love that. I love that, Mayor. Riley, before we run out of time, I've got to ask you a question. And I know it's early. It's almost an, uh, too, like they have these things, too early poll and that kind of thing. But let's just do it for fun. You know this much. Every match that you have next year, every single opponent is going to know that they are wrestling, facing the defending 120-pound weight class, if you will, state champion. So that puts a lot of – do you feel that that's going to put pressure on you? How will you handle being the defending, the reigning state champion? Same way I've handled it every other match. It's just a match. I just have to go out. I have to wrestle. If I don't perform, then, you know, I get back in the room the next day, start training again, and what I ask myself, what do I have to fix? Is it mental? Is it physical? Um, did I not get enough sleep? Did I not cut weight correctly? What did I do that I have to fix? Um, so, honestly, I don't really think it will put any pressure on me. It's just part of the sport. I have to go out and wrestle. It's just not a match to me. That's awesome. What an outlook. That's really Mayor, a, that's two, a winner's two quick outlook. questions yeah, to wrap it yeah, up, yeah, if yeah, I could. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Riley, your record is 81-9, and nine, I believe, uh, overall. Um the 81 wins have to be exciting, especially the last one. But what do you take away from the nine? Um, what did the nine do for you, um, the nine losses? Tell me, what, tell me a little bit about that. So those nine losses I have, it, all of them have taught me something different. Um, some, of, some of them I honestly went out and I got in my own head before I even stepped on the mat, and I lost because of that. See, that, that's, that's so important uh, to understand that, you know, it, it's all the physical training that you do. All the physical training that you do, if you're not mentally prepared uh, and you don't start right from, from the announcement, uh, when you step in there and you're not mentally prepared, that physical training doesn't have an opportunity to kick in. So that they're great words, Riley. And, Riley, the last thing is if, if someone wants to get involved to help the promotion of mine, how would they go about doing that? Uh, is there a website they can go to? Or is there something they can do to go learn more and possibly participate in helping bring an awareness to this sport for you? Yes. Yeah, so anyone who wants to get involved with this program, whether it's they have questions, whether they want to become an ambassador, they can find us on Instagram or Facebook. Both usernames are Make Wrestling Mine. Um, both accounts are in private for the safety of our own of our own ambassadors as well as other young ladies that are on there. Um, so they will have to request 
um, there's a few questions they have to answer. And once they do that, we'll approve them um, as long as we feel as if it is safe for them to be on the page. And we can go from there. Riley, you're a fantastic example of greatness. I'm just blown away by all of it, the accomplishments on the mat, but also the um, the work that you're doing off the mat, I think is just a, a reflection of your upbringing and, and your good character. Bob, closing comment from you. Uh, just if I can do a shameless plug, we are putting in a, uh, we are going to be starting up a website, uh, makewrestlingmind.org shortly. It should be releasing in the next two to three weeks. Uh, a Ryan BB from Home Run uh, Web Design as our as our web designer he's doing a great job on it uh we are hosting because uh, i came up through the jujitsu community a jujitsu uh open mat session on sunday at americake and eht to help help us fund the website because uh, this is all on us it's all financially coming off on on us um and once we get going we're hoping to have um tournaments for the girls under the make wrestling my moniker to help pay for ambassadors uh, to get gear, to help pay for um, you know further training and, and clinics. Uh, this this whole thing, it, it, Riley's been great. Her friends, uh, Alex Graffius, Kylie Wright from EHT, um, they they really did our R and D with Riley. Went to the different rooms, worked with the girls in these different rooms. Really showed that this is something that will work. And we're hoping to make this thing not just a Jersey thing, but a national level uh, organization eventually. Very nice. Uh, Bob, congratulations at every level, you know, from the coaching also as Riley's dad. It must be such a proud moment for you and for the for your wife and for your family. Uh, and Riley, congratulations. Uh, I'm now invested, so I'm going to be following your career very closely going forward. And uh, I, I hope that we're together on or about this day next year celebrating your back-to-back state championship. I guess that's the goal, right? You want it. You you want to repeat, don't you? Oh, for sure, as anyone would. Yep. Just want to get it out there. Uh, Riley, good to talk to you. Congratulations. Well done. And Bob, too. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll be back with Mayor Kane. Don't go away. Right after this, approaching 53 minutes past the hour with Mayor Charles Kane. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Attorney Joe Cordell. Divorce forces a father to focus on what's most important, his children. In the divorce process, this comes down to three key concerns. Physical custody, decision making, as well as financial support. Each of these is important. And it's important that you choose a lawyer that cares as much about these issues as you do. Online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Philadelphia, Radnor, and Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Mount Laurel. New Jersey. Michelle Ferrari, licensed in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-838-1441. That's 800-838-1441. 
Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back with Mayor Charles Kane at 57 minutes past the hour. So you know we have the bonus six minutes we have until Brian Kilmeade, uh, which is great because we can sort of debrief a little bit about what just occurred. Mayor, I said this to you off air, and I did say it to Bob and to Riley that I had the opportunity to say goodbye to, that it was actually a privilege to do that interview. That That is everything that's right about just our country, isn't it? You know, Mayor, that's a really, really valid point. You know, when you sit there and you, you know, and listen, you reflect back on the conversation earlier this morning uh, between you and Craig, and you know, we, we talk about the disarray that it seems like the leadership in this country is really in. Uh, and we're all grasping for something. We, we just want a glimmer of hope, something to show that, you know, uh, something better is coming and, and that things will change. And I, I think this is our glimmer of hope. And we can look back and we can look at this and we can we can see when we have youth like this coming up that care and that uh, strive to be the best and, and, and care on the, you know, in their sport, but then outside that sport care enough to want to give that same feeling and opportunity to others. So they'll find their place uh, and, and be able to excel yep. in their own rights. I, I just think that's amazing. And I got to tell you something, I'm beaming with pride and, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because she is my niece, but, um, I'm, you know, so proud of her and the family and, and everything they've accomplished and what the, the road that they paved for young ladies to go ahead and excel in the sport in the future is just impressive. Well, give thought to how many hours, countless hours you put in, in order to win a state championship. Almost everyone you know has never won a state championship. I mean, I put in tremendous hours uh, starting at around probably sixth, seventh grade, even getting ready for high school to compete. And then the four years of high school, nowhere near state champion caliber. And you put in hours and hours and hours to be a state champion is so rare. And look how together how level-headed uh she is about it all well what i what i really take away from it what i appreciate is um you know she always thanks everyone else i mean she is the one that's putting in all those hours on a daily basis uh training and mentally preparing um but you know she appreciates the fact of all and that's why i wanted to ask her you know you know at what point during that match was it a mental thing or was it a physical thing that that gave her the edge in order to you know flip the script on valerie and ultimately defeat her um you know what what was it was it and, and you know it, her answer i thought was really uh, appropriate. She said, you know, it was a combination of both. Uh, you know, it's the mental preparedness that you do. And then of course the physical training that you do. And, and when those two come together, that's when, you know, you have that, that, that a moment of excitement and spark and, and, you know, you ultimately win the match and, and that's true at life in itself too. So, you know, all this hard work and training and the notoriety and, and the, uh, and the awareness that they're bringing the other young girls, it's going to just continue to give more opportunity, uh, to our youth, uh, to excel in the future. And, and that's a, that's an amazing thing. So my hat's off to not only Riley for her major accomplishment, but for for mom and dad and and the remaining coaching staff that that act like a family and a team around these young athletes and that help propel them to greatness. So my hat's off to them, too, and and my my compliments and and, uh, um, uh, congratulations to all of them as a whole. And then and then on top of it all, to do the community service work that she does 
just as the whole package. That's the whole well-rounded package. You know, it, it really is. It's 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 great to see um, a young person like this that realizes, uh, you know, again, you know, it's easy to pound your chest and say, hey, I'm the greatest. I'm number one in the state. Um, but, you know, she feels that. She knows that. She knows in her own heart that her hard work paid off. But what's what's she do right after this? She goes right to another match to help bring awareness. Because listen, as as when you become state champ at a hundred and twenty pounds as a female wrestler, you're a rock star, and um, you know she's a rock star right now, and she's using that not notoriety uh, again to bring awareness to the sport for those um, that are up and coming uh, behind her, and, and that just makes us so much pr- so proud of her. Mayor, it's also nice to know that uh, you have a ring camera that operates because I can't make that thing stop making that the wind chime sound either. <laughs> I'm just teasing, but I, you know, I don't miss anything. I'm hearing it. Uh, if you miss the interview with Charles and with Bob Lerner and Riley Lerner, Bob is her father and also one of her assistant coaches, by the way, loved his, you know what I loved? I loved his story about how he went into the stands and was dad at the state tournament and wasn't there on the floor. He could have been as a coach. Uh, you know, by then all the work is in. The head coach is the coach, and he he was very humble and 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 remindful about that. Uh, I think the whole story just is fantastic. I love it. I agree. I, I agree. And you know that that's. <laughs> As, as much and as well as she has responded to her father and all that he's done throughout the years in helping get her to this point, um, you know, that, that was the place for him to be at that point. Uh, get in the stands, be a father, be there for that emotional support, uh, and let her accomplishments shine. And, and, and I respect him for doing that because, you know, egotistically, a lot of guys uh, or gals would want to be there on the sidelines claiming credit for it, and he wanted it to be her moment. And it was, and I want to see her make the best of this moment. So anyone that wants to get involved in mine, uh, remember, mentor, invest, um, network, and encourage. Um, as he said, the, the website will be up shortly. And uh, we'll bring them back on, Mara, when that website's up uh, to give them that promotion uh, and see if we can get some support for this. Oh, yeah, I'm going to help them, too. Uh, also, check with them. They should form a registered not-for-profit charity so that people that are allowed to contribute to only register charities will be able to do so. That's something they should definitely do. You know, they're, gonna, they're, they're looking to do something that has staying power. They're not looking to just do something ad hoc, you know, informal. I would go for that um, not-for-profit status, uh, and they could raise a lot more money than if they just try to appeal to the public. And I think the public would come through. But they can do much better if they register this thing. And, and especially when he said they don't want it to just be something here locally or in the state, but they want it to go national. Uh, pass that on to your brother-in-law and to your sister, because I think that would be um, very advantageous for them to do it right. I certainly will, Mayor, and thank you for the advice. Uh, if they haven't already done so, I will make sure that they're aware of that. And, and by and- the way, when they do that, we will contribute. Let them know that. 
Well, that's very kind of you, and it's a great cause, and I know you stand behind a lot of great causes, and, and you've done so much for the community here uh, in South Jersey and throughout the state and throughout the country, and we appreciate that and appreciate being a part of uh, everything you do to help support the community. And, and, Mayor, thank you for giving them the opportunity, giving a local girl here a chance to sign, shine as state champion. Um, as you said, it's a, you know the first one's great. She's gonna, she, I know her. She will be back next year, and barring uh, you know any unforeseen things, she will win. In again. Mayor, I thank you for this time with you and your listeners every Monday morning. Every mayor, remember, Mayor, it's always a great day to stop out at Kane's Custom Carts and look at a neighborhood vehicle for you and your family. Oh, thank you, Mayor. I love it, Mayor. Keep in touch. You. See you, buddy. All right, he's Mayor Charles Kane. We've got just a little bit of time before Kilme takes the, uh, the microphone in the next minute and a half or so. Uh, I can tell you tomorrow, oh, is it a great, great day here on the Hurley in the Morning program. We will have, uh, of course, our usual 6 o'clock hour, which I'm going to invite you to become a part of earlier than we usually do. 7 o'clock hour, we will have the first interview anywhere on the planet with Dr. Harvey Kesselman and the new incoming presidents, so the fifth and sixth presidents of Stockton University, present and future, uh, Dr. Kesselman and Dr. Bertolino tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour. Chuck Malamut at 8, Dr. Mark Newkirk at 9. And then we have an interview right after Dr. Newkirk uh, about the ideal school. And this is a um, an institute for technology that really they're embarking upon a $4 million project that they're going to be doing, Expansion Hub. We're going to be talking all about it.